I took a look at some troubleshooting stuff or some things that people did online with the quad processor from the DBX that we got, this uh, 1046. Uh-huh. And somebody, I saw like a thing where this guy was like just showing you how he did some type of like modification where he added a fan to the case and all that. Yeah. And when he opened up the 1046, I noticed that the jacks on the back that I was using, the quarter inch phono jacks, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. The ones that look like a guitar cord. Yeah. Uh, those actually have a board and then a ribbon cable that goes to the main board. Oh, okay. That that is a big red flag. Ribbon cables yeah. are most always the thing that fail in these kind of electronics. Oh, okay. Um, now, it was soldered into the board, from what I could tell in the video, to the actual board that has the jacks on it. Uh-huh. But then it has like, it looks like a vertical connector that plugs in, and that's usually where your point of failure is. Mm-hmm. So I went out and found XLR two quarter inch uh, adapters because the XLR jacks that are on this thing, yeah. they're soldered straight into the main board. Mm-hmm. And guess what? what? I installed them last week oh nice as a test and now we're doing it now and i also recorded a shitload with gary over the weekend uh-huh. and uh it's working oh there you go sounds pretty good yeah we're, we're back to kind of where we were now I didn't repair the capacitors on the number one big compressors that I really love. Yeah. Well, they're not big in stature. They're just really good at what they do. Uh-huh. Those like uh, really fancy ones. Yeah. As you can tell, they're still sitting here. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> the reason I didn't repair them yet, just so you know, and for the audience, I guess, whenever I play this however or wherever I yeah, get this yeah. in the episode, is because I installed a new stereo in my wife's car for her over the weekend as a surprise. Oh, nice. It's kind of going to be her birthday present. Oh, there you go. Even though it's like super fun early. Yeah. Because I think she'd rather have it now. Well, dude, stop talking about it. It's supposed to be a surprise. By the time this episode comes out, she will uh, already have the stereo, dude. That's right. We're not live. I totally, <laughs> totally forget that. You always forget we're never live. But anyway, it's like, you know, a fancier version of the one that she already had in her car. It actually has Bluetooth and, um, like, you know, hands-free calling and all that, which she definitely yeah. needs. Uh-huh. But this should make her life easier and she should be happier. There you go. I hope. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> life's, but, life's nothing but misery. There's no happiness. Let's get on with the fucking show. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, that's why I haven't repaired those yet. But because I saw that video, I ordered those jacks and I installed them. And I'm like, okay, well, that's working. So I'm not in a huge rush now. Yeah. But I will repair them because we need more compression. Yeah. We need to be (laughs) compressed because that's our kink. Don't shame us for it. (laughs) Well, you certainly require being compressed. (laughs) Shit, even the clips you record get distorted. I don't even know how to do that. Hey, man, I mean, the fucking, these movies, man, they don't have the best sound quality quality either it's not the movies you just don't check your settings and you got caught no 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 i tried i even tried to adjust things this time around the sound this time this time around you got it yeah the last two times they were fucked up all right well sorry (laughs) still the movie's fault not mine in the immortal words of this great nation's first lady (laughs) be best matt (laughs) be best in the immortal words of our current first lady i don't fucking care i don't really care do you (laughs) do you (laughs) i guess not let's just fucking start let's fucking do it The following show will destroy your self-worth with excessive expletives, overtly descriptive sexual deviance, and more desperation for external validation than any so-called entertainment should ever be allowed. Two talentless losers who are about as insightful and provocative as a comatose jellyfish. Cinema Psyops. A tendency to deprave and corrupt those whose minds are open to such immoral influences and to whose hands a publication of this sort may fall. So if someone of a dirty bird gets hold of your stuff and it makes them a dirtier bird, then it's labeled obscene. 
encouraging the lowest, most base and animalistic of desires to all who will listen. Because we, as a society, have decided that cinema psyops represents our base and vulgar impulses and that acknowledging our use of it rattles our collective conscience. I was trying my best to make a positive impact in the lives of others, but secretly I was involved in a relationship that was taking over my life. Cinema Psyops. It was leaving me wounded and depressed, unable to even manage the relationships that mattered to me. Auditory vermin infesting every aspect of the human condition, spreading their filth and foul disease. The Black Plague Podcasting. Cinema Psyops with Court and Matt. Welcome to the 211th episode of Cinema PsyOps, 211 weeks straight without missing a beat. Joining me in the studio, way too conservative to have his own athleisure line, is Matt. With my own what line? Athleisure. Athleisure? Yeah. What the fuck? I get to make the topical jokes this week, motherfucker. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Little Miss White Supremacist herself, Tommy Lauren. Oh, yeah, is that's too right. controversial to have her own athleisure line. But I submit to you, sir, you are too conservative I, to have your own athleisure line. My, my athleisure line would be I, I, don't, I don't know, buy, buy a couple sneakers, uh, maybe some sweatpants, um, get a t shirt that you like, preferably one you've had for like years, because that'll be the most comfy and, and that, uh, <laughs> that ought to do it for you. <laughs> Weirdly enough, you described exactly what you're wearing right now in the studio. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. <laughs> Not sweatpants. I'm in jeans, but they're well worn in jeans. So it's like, might as well be sweatpants at this I've always, point. I've always pictured your athleisure line to look a lot like how Ricky on Trailer Park Boys dresses. It's possible, yeah. You're not, you're not far off. <laughs> Although he dresses up occasionally and wears like a button-up Vision Streetwear shirt that's all fucked up. My lesion wear is... Uh, uh, lesion is, wear? Le- lesion. <laughs> when you have legions, legion. you wear lesions. Uh, my leisure wear, leisure wear. is... Um, athleisure. Ath... <laughs> What the fuck? Is, uh, <laughs> we, you know what? We have too many people who have way too much time on their fucking hands in this world. Uh, it would be more styled after Bluto from Animal House. That would be your athleisure. That, that would, yeah, that would be the athleisure line. That would be more your math leisure line. <laughs> I should listen to him. He's pre-med. <laughs> I thought it was pre-law. What's the difference? In all seriousness, though, I don't know how I'm going to come back from this. No. But in all seriousness, uh-huh. I really think we should have have our own athleisure lines we should have our own athleisure lines oh well, jesus christ now we got to put one together well mine's just basically going to be like whatever screen printed horror movie t-shirt yeah that's made out of like very the, the, seriously soft cotton the, the black pants sometimes depending upon what you're wearing it's either uh cargo pants yeah which isn't really leisure no you you should do or or um track pants because those things are comfy as shit well i'm kind of wearing those right yeah now, so see so that that's like what i wear to like like it, around the house that's yeah. my like super well that's line. the leisure that's the leisure part that's my move leisure line that's your movie mo- leisure line yeah, move <laughs> leisure line but i like to lay around the house and watch movies in yeah. maybe a bong lying around i don't know <laughs> 
I don't need a bong. You don't need one. No, I didn't say you needed one. I said it'd be nice if one was around. Right, because <laughs> I can sell them. Yes. Branded do they have PsyOps bongs. Do they have athleisure bongs? Athleisure bongs? Yeah, athleisure bongs. I don't know. We should probably get out of creating those real quick. <laughs> no one would buy a PsyOps branded bong. I think someone would. <laughs> I put it to you, gentle listener. But we will put would, a, you, would you buy a tobacco water pipe? Yeah, yeah, because we have to put a sticker on there. Psyops. It's only for tobacco use. Unless, Solely and only for tobacco unless use. Unless you live in California and Nevada. Uh, well, <laughs> then really, you can do whatever you want. Really, we're we're very liberal with our choices in this, this studio. Yeah. So I would say that you do whatever you want with it, but yes. we can only legally sell it to you as... As a tobacco yes. product. Yeah. Would you buy a tobacco water pipe brand? with Cinema PsyOps on. God, I think people, somebody would. <laughs> maybe, I kind of want to. <laughs> maybe I should just like look into getting stickers again and then we can yeah, just yeah, have them just, slap that yeah, on. Yeah, slap it on. You buy your own bong and just slap the sticker on there. <laughs> we provide you the sticker, you provide your paraphernalia. Yeah, there that'll you go. Our, that'll be our thing. Yeah, but you can't say you, can't say you got it from us, all right? <laughs> you got the sticker from us. Yeah. You didn't get any of the other stuff from us. Don't Absolutely. throw us under a bus if you get fucking busted. Don't be a narc. No one likes a narc. Yeah, so whenever you're slapping our sticker on your drug paraphernalia, it's your drug paraphernalia, it's our sticker. I mean, it doesn't just have to be drug paraphernalia. Maybe you want to slap the sticker on someone special while you're doing special acts. But And then you're slapping somebody. Well, That's not a thing. It's it's not unless they're into it. Well, yeah, then. It's yeah. a thing. Yeah, then it's a thing. Yeah, but you shouldn't be slapping our sticker on people because that would be impermanent. What you should be doing is tattooing them with our logo while you're banging them. You see, you, you do go permanent real quick. Yeah, I noticed that about you. Everything you want is permanent. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very black or white with a lot of my decisions. <laughs> you really are. All those years of electronics and programming. Yeah, it's, either, it's, it's either a one or a zero. Man. That's right, man. There's no ifs and or buts about it. Yeah. But that'll be good. Yeah, man. Get yourself some Cinema Sahab tattoos. Brand yourself with us. Don't do that. <laughs> do not do that. I had a hard time committing to putting our logo yeah. that my wife created for the show, like the main uh, yeah. album cover logo that shows up in iTunes uh-huh. on the back of my new uh, fucking battle vest that I was just making. A, just on your vest, too. Yeah. Not, not even a tattoo. Just yeah. on your vest. I'm like, am I really that proud of this show that I want to wear this around? <laughs> I mean, like, I still play it down when people ask me about it and I don't know them. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm real careful about that, too. I'm like, oh. my, my wife's really good about bringing up the show and then I'm like, yeah. you, you wouldn't like it. Like, to everybody. I'm like, <laughs> you wouldn't like it. It's not for you. But what's really funny is by doing that, people automatically go, oh, yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? What do you got going on in there? What's wrong with it that yeah, it's not for me? Exactly. Why wouldn't I like it? Yeah. Can you tell me more? Yeah. You know, if you take what... that approach instead of saying it's the greatest thing since yeah, sliced no, bread. Yeah, no, that legit always happens to me. Yeah. Yeah. You make it more forbidden and you talk about how nasty and wrong and vile it is, then people are like, well, how bad can it be? In, 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 oh, wait, in, I got to do this for Desmond? Yeah. How bad can it be? And the answer. Wow, that, that just dented the desk when I dropped his name again. Yeah, really, it was yeah. nice. And, and the I, answer. I started doing that on his show when I guessed it. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, Desmond's Flicks, so check it out. Damn, <laughs> that's another goddamn den on that desk. Jesus, man. <laughs> you keep dropping any more names, you need better pockets. Um, <laughs> but in Says the, the man who loses his phone in like every rideshare he takes. <laughs> 
and the recorder I loaned to him. It's true. It's true. I'm a loser. I should be dead by now, but I'm not. My uh, favorite thing is you telling the story about how you had to run after a car to get your own goddamn phone. <laughs> to get my phone, I had to run after a fucking Uber to get my fucking phone. <laughs> Thank God he was downtown. It was busy. <laughs> Oh, so should we? Because that would have made my court dates really boring if I couldn't browse the internet while an attorney was trying to talk to me. <laughs> I love that you refer to our dates as having an attorney involved. Yeah. <laughs> In the fun times. Yeah. The, the alone times. The alone times. The, the fuzzy fun times. Fuzzy fun times. Should we talk about maybe the movie that we're covering this week? Do we have to? I mean, I'm having fun playing somewhat of catch up slash yeah, yeah. marketing storming ideas about whether or not we should create stickers for people to put on their drug I find I find our best brainstorming happens on the air in front of the fans. Like, we want them to know what we're thinking. Well, time shifted before it gets to the fans. Yeah. Well, yeah. We just throw stupid ideas out there like we're Kevin Smith looking to make a movie about Wall walruses yeah right it really <laughs> and we'll see what sticks to i the really wall. want to make this movie about walruses so i'm gonna do it <laughs> not just like a walrus like a dude that got put into a walrus suit yeah made out of other dead people and then whipped into believing that he was a walrus <laughs> <laughs> who thought that was a good idea fucking kevin smith did but you know what out of all that one thing i will say though props to him for actually going through with it most any other filmmakers would stop themselves and say well i got a little off the rails here time to back it up but not Kevin Smith, he gets done with that script and goes, fuck it, call me Justin Long, we're going to go ahead and we're going to make a movie. <laughs> Speaking about making calls and making movies, yeah. we're doing A Woman's Torment tonight. Is that the movie you did the notes about? Nice segue. Yeah. That, wasn't, that wasn't half bad. I did okay. Yeah. Uh, yes, but that is I A Woman's Torment. I handle segues better than our former president, Bush. Yeah. Yes. Oh, uh-huh. oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I'm just dropping pop culture fuck references. It. Yeah, look at you right. going all over the fucking place today. I'm in a better mood right now than really? I've been in a really long time. This is going to be really interesting. I'm in a shit mood right now. (laughs) It's like total role reversal. Yeah, it is. I am in the shittiest fucking nihilistic mood right now. Did you notice the director of this week's film? No. Roberto Findlay. Do you remember that name? Yes, but I don't know why. The Lurkers and Primeval. Oh. And we were talking about in Primeval, that one sex scene was you filmed to- rather well. Yeah, and you and told me he did porn. She. She, I'm sorry. She Roberta. did porn. Yes. Roberta. Yes. She. I, I believe she identifies as female. I, I, if not, I apologize for We all just you. assumed a lot of genders around here. <laughs> they. <laughs> they. They shot the scene rather well. And yes, yeah. so they did porn once or directed a porn. They'd done a lot of porn. Oh. Well, there you go. And transitioned into horror. And I do believe they make a reference to Roberta Finlay in the Deuce show that I was talking about last week. Yeah. Because one of the main characters who is looking to make a branch out and make like more of an artistic porn, she wants to do an adaptation of Little Red Riding Hood. Uh huh. She meets with a director who once did porn and has now transitioned to horror films. Yes. And I am pretty sure that they were referencing Roberta Finlay there. Oh, I'm sure there are plenty of other directors, but very few of them in that era in, you know, would be female and in New York. Yeah, right. Guess. Well, and like I said, I'm, I'm well, I don't know if this is going to be the trend, but this seems to be porn slash uh, mental health movies. Uh, actually, uh, listener supporter Robert, who mm-hmm. um, has been following along with us and he is the one who suggested a lot of these. Yeah. He actually had some things to say about last week's episode. All right. So he wrote to me this. You guys were pretty dismissive of Eric Edwards there in the first scene of Memories Within Miss 
saggy. Do you remember we were kind of playing it up and just kind of teasing a little bit? Pushing rope. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then also saying about how we felt better about ourselves as men Uh, watching this scene. Uh, Now, according to him, Eric Edwards was actually a legend who lasted for decades going from the early years with such notable stars as Jamie Gillis and Harry Reams. Now, I recognized Harry Reams and I mentioned that. He actually said that he had a national commercial that he was actually referenced in in an episode of The Deuce with that national commercial. And he said he's going to share that with the group and he did share that with me. So if I don't see him share that relatively soon, I'll go ahead and share that, which is the actual Eric Edwards close-up toothpaste commercial. And then I wrote back to him and told him that I recognized only Harry Reams and that was about it because Matt and I have both confessed we don't know a lot about this era. Yeah. And most of the stuff that I've learned is from various documentaries talking about 42nd Street and how pornography was pushing the envelope of obscenity and censorship laws and all of that kind of stuff that made it easier for other movies and exploitation movies to do more with what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And Roberta Finley is right up there with that. Um, Some of the behind the scenes stuff for A Woman's Torment, she actually has had films that were seized and destroyed. Oh, wow. Feature length films that we will never, that will never see the light of day because of obscenity laws. Damn. So there's some stupid obscenity laws. If I can find some more information or maybe a documentary that actually covers a lot of this stuff, we'll do that on the show sometime soon. Um, I do have a coming uh, phrasing. I do have a documentary that's coming up in the schedule that uh, is the Frank Henenlotter that's sexploitation so we can kind of take a look at the actual history of some of these loops and things and see what's going on yeah and along with that it also features over three hours of some of those sexploitation loops yeah all right and you will get to watch both all right <laughs> I mean I've, this is the second porn I've reviewed I'm <laughs> I'm beginning to say much like I'm the voice for the African American experience in the 1970s I might now be becoming the voice for the pornography experience in the 1970s. Well, this is a very later film, too, in 1977. Yeah. yeah. Now, there's a little bit more that we were kind of discussing. Robert told me that Reams, Gills, and Edwards were legitimate actors who actually stumbled backwards into the porn business. And he also says that uh, Eric Edwards, the one that we were just talking about, is sadly the only surviving of the three that he mentions there. Oh, wow. That's still funny that they just stumbled back into porn. Like, all right, time to go get a legitimate career. But, but, oh, I tripped. Oh, damn it. I'm fucking somebody again. I think not necessarily stumbled backwards because I think they just kind of dabbled in it because you can do that. Yeah. Where you would go under a different name. A lot Mm -hmm. of actors actually did that. Yeah. Especially since very few people actually saw these films, especially in the more illegal days. Yeah. And your biggest fear was somebody would find it out. Um, He says something about he went on for two decades and ended up being physically built up from working out to look like what you would expect from a porn star of that era. Ah, there you go. Or, you know, a general porn star, which is something that is very surprising for me and we'll be I'd like to talk about a little bit more when we're doing the review in this film. Mm-hmm. The early days of porn are very normal looking everyday people. Yeah. They're not the exaggerated weirdo, like overly cosmetically altered human beings that we have now. Or, you know, dudes who you can tell eat only chicken and work out for 13 hours a day. And ladies who do not eat at all. Yes. And, and shoot up heroin between their toes. Yes. <laughs> so all of that's bad. And he also <laughs> says that if we watched more of these films, we would start to recognize Eric Edwards a lot more. And I actually asked him about if he had any idea about what was going on with the dudes not being able to get it up. And he basically said that he had no idea. Um, it could have just been in that particular filming because the three dudes that we were talking about were mentioned that, that we talked about were all seasoned professionals by 1974. Mm-hmm. He mentioned the Rialto Report. I think that's a podcast. Does that sound familiar to you? 
Uh, not to me. Okay. Well, the Rialto report, he said, is filled with stories of these early years. So that may be something I'll look at more academically, Matt. Yes. Academically. Academically. Yes. I'm only interested. Not for your in, enjoyment. No, I'm only interested in porn for the academic aspect of it and to know the history. You won't enjoy any of this. Possibly. You would just, it would just be to learn. Well, I enjoy to learn. It's my new fetish. Yeah, I, was, I was trying to help you out, man, but it's okay. <laughs> no, I enjoy learning. That's my fetish. Is it? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. I get off on knowledge, Matt. He says that all three that we mentioned, Reams, Gillis, and Edwards, started off doing loops around 1969 to 71, and then they ended up in the business proper, if you will, once the loops became full feature films. And he also wrote that they are all great examples of guys that were considered, quote unquote, dependable yeah. for multiple reasons. So I would say that given what we were talking about earlier, the you know bird looking for a worm and uh, the other aspect of the other stuff that we were talking about with the pushing rope, it might have just been a problem on the day of the set for two of <laughs> it could be the footage that footage footage that they decided to use too it's what if there was like a ton on the cutting room floor where they're fine going at it just fine they're like nah yeah. fuck it well and i do know that cocaine was a problem in this era and you would assume that that could cause an issue the cocaine the cocaine the yeah. cocaine can't be a problem so if anyone has any more insight onto whether or not because like i said it's something that got mentioned on the deuce that some of the guys were having an issue because of camera like fears showing up even though yeah but um other the folks that have been considered more dependable were not a problem so i'm kind of interested in maybe edwards will pop up in one of the other films that we have i don't know yeah as far as i could tell he was not in this film however a woman's torment no now i know that some of the actors and actresses went on to do other things i did not recognize any of them once again so again if we blow past some of these actors or actresses or we don't mention them and we don't have any history we if we if we blew over one of your favorites we don't mean to let us know. I mean, if I blew all over one of their favorites, that would kind of be a compliment. Oh, yeah. I mean, in that sense. <laughs> sure. But anyway. So how many times were you just abusing your meat to this movie? Again, not once. Me neither. Yeah. I don't know what it is about doing the review that I can't I can't do it. Because yeah, you, you're going, we're, yeah, I can tell when we're doing writing reviews yeah. or something for the show, we're very analytical in mind and you, know, you turn that other part of your side off. The only time I turn the sexual side on for the show is when we're actively recording it <laughs> sitting with each other in the same room oh boy All and right. i'm just in constant pre-coital oh jesus that's a callback <laughs> you had to dust that one off i'm always pre-coital court <laughs> that's my secret court i'm always pre-coital <laughs> Somebody's going to dust off their old meme for that. I think Chris made that yeah. way, way back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, while I try to purify the air from all the dust that Matt just blew off that old joke, <laughs> we're going to take a break here. We're going to play the Legion Patreon odd promo. We'll have a little bit of music befitting of A Woman's Torment. And when we come back, we won't have a trailer because there was not one to be found. This will keep you quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me Cutting a New Show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing... All the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com, 
or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really. You can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. sensitive here no <laughs> if you say no then i know the answer is definitely yes yeah, probably yeah <laughs> yeah every song i picked is like i'm crazy well i mean yeah come on man i mean what are we gonna do <laughs> let's let's tackle the elephant in the room all right <laughs> mental health is certainly an issue with a woman's torment yes it is and the need to ignore it by some people <laughs> i don't know if it's a need it's just the choice yeah well there you go uh all right well a woman's torment uh what we begin with a sex scene uh it's pretty lackluster for the ladies part uh she you could hear her like she says t- no less than 10 times just wait for me no wait for me hold me like yeah. it's a lot of stuff and the dude just keeps going in his own world i imagine that your lovemaking style is very similar to his no extremely selfish and uncaring you know you would think that it probably was true in the past but it can't be now because <laughs> you'll die because my wife will murder me <laughs> Ooh, okay. so now i have to pay attention <laughs> <laughs> like, damn it, I have to try at least now, to attempt to be a good lover. Now I gotta, like, you know, make sure she's pleasured as well. <laughs> Fuck. Now, this must have been a really hard sex scene to try and film. Yeah. It must have been extremely difficult because there's two performers who are trying to make it look appealing. Yeah. But at the same time, they need to do this scene and you never know, in she, such a way to make it unappealing. It's like she might not have said anything while uh, the actual scene was happening and all that voice over. Of There's her. a couple scenes where she, she matches up. Yeah, is there? Well. Okay. The, the, the mouth because yeah, I, I thought maybe they just re-added that. So if not, props on the guy for fighting through that one. Yeah, that's a difficult one to try and film. I mean, yeah. I know it's acting, and that's what they're supposed to be doing. But it's like acting, acting. Thank you. Yeah, but like the idea of what's going on here with this entire scene. I know it's supposed to be uncomfortable. What it was extremely it, uncomfortable. It's fucking weird, man. Yeah, it <laughs> is not a pleasurable thing to watch. No, I mean, we'll, we'll get into it, but yeah. like, I just wanted to kind of... Unless, unless your kink is complaining, then this is going to send you right over the moon. <laughs> yeah, if your kink is to very much make sure that your partner is unsatisfied with your sexual experiences together. Yeah, or just it, it complains about your prowess in the bedroom. Yeah. This this scene right here, this one's going to get you... You're going to be done in, in bed for the rest of the night. <laughs> Congrats. I mean, she actually says what I was thinking later on in the, the film, but yeah. I mean, the whole thing is like, he's on top, he's, thump, he's pumping away. 
way, they show everything. Uh, I saw everything. I mean, like, you actually see entrance and exit oh, back dude, and forth. Oh, everything, yeah. It was like a piston see it all. back and forth. It's, and like, it's, it's pornography. Right. And, like, over top of this, you hear her saying, oh, please hold me and all this other kind of stuff. Yeah. And, like, she's just trying to get, like, some kind of a connection with the man who is fucking her. Yeah, she wants, well, her husband, and she yeah. wants a connection while they're making love. Well, I know it's her husband, but I'm saying, yeah. like, she wants a connection with she won't. Person. She wants him to recognize that she's there, and he's pretty much just, he's pretty much just closing his eyes and ramming it home until he's gonna, you know. Finish. Yeah. He's closing his eyes, listening to the ball game, and, she's and pretending gonna, it's somebody else. Yeah, she's, by the way, the ball game is played in the background. Very loudly so. Very loudly. And I could have swore I saw the actor look at the TV a few times, like, yeah. like he was very interested more in the, what was going on with baseball. Than Listen, at one point I thought, his wife. I thought I heard them say Bobby Bonilla, and I'm like, man, that guy had been around for fucking ever. <laughs> <laughs> right. And he's still drawing paychecks <laughs> to this day. But the way that he is actually thrusting is very much mechanical, methodical, oh, yeah. and very uninterested in anything but his own pleasure. Yep. And they finish. Well, he finishes. And when he does, well, she is not very pleased. And it happens to be our very first clip. And what the hell did you do that for? You don't have any idea, do you? No, damn it, I don't. Bastard. <laughs> I can't even remember when you last touched me. Touched you? I just made love to you. How am I hallucinating? Wrong, my friend. You just masturbated inside of me. Ah, uh, the burdens of Hercules. Come on, Estelle. I'm sorry you didn't have a orgasm, but it's not the end of the world. Come on, look, we'll talk about it later. All right, come on now. Shh, it's okay. It's okay. Shh. Not so bad. Come on. That's a good girl. I'll make it up to you, honey. There's my girl. Here we go. White eyes. Low nose. Yeah, that's my girl. There we are. Better? Better. Good. Now we're late already, so you better get dressed and get your face out. I don't believe it. Just like that, huh? A little pat on the head. Now what's wrong? I don't give a damn how late we are. Look, Estelle, psychiatrists have a great capacity for understanding at the office. Now get dressed. The party will be over by the time we get there. Will she be there? Will who be there? I know you've been seeing someone, and I want to know who it is. So that's what this is all about. I'll find out even if you won't tell me. I know you're seeing someone. Who is she? Behave like this, who would blame me? But you're being silly. In all the years we've been married, I've never been unfaithful. You're a liar! You're irrational. You sound like a patient, and it is not attractive. Now get dressed. Not only does he, quote-unquote, just masturbate inside of her, Yeah, which is a perfect... That's what that's I was perfect. picturing. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a perfect, perfect way of saying it. Yeah. yeah. Not only does he then just pull out and come all over, even though she begged him not to come yet because she was trying to synchronize or have some kind of connection with her husband. Well, yeah. Well, and also, you know, want to feel that pleasure, you know, to, right. to get it going. He then patronizes her and treats her like a fucking child to soothe her. To the end of the world. Without even... Yeah, he doesn't listen to her, what she's trying to say 
say, she didn't care about the orgasm. She was trying to make a connection with her husband and to feel love. Yeah. And that wasn't happening. Not only does he then patronize her about that and treat her like a child to soothe her by like, they're there, they're there, they're there. And then once she like just basically felt like she was loved and then he cared and got somewhat of the connection she was looking for, he immediately transitioned to, well, that's all said and done now. You can just get a stiff upper lip and let's get ready to go. I- and then she gets pissed off about that. And then he fucking gaslights her when he very clearly is a cheating son of a bitch by the way he reacts. Well, number one, and then number one, he tells her to go put her face on. How yeah. fucking rude is that? Well, that's but no, no, put your but makeup I mean, on. It's an old timey phrase, but, but it is okay. Rude. But I mean, right after you have sex, you really want to say, "Well, you look dreadful. You better slap a coat on the face before Don't we head out." Don't shame me, Matt. I'll <laughs> say what I want to say after sex. <laughs> but I mean, no, that's not something you should ever really say. No, and then you know, then he flaunts as him being a psychiatrist. Well, Otis, my man, you're probably the worst <sighs> fucking psychiatrist. I've ever heard. He's a psychiatrist who gaslights like a motherfucker his yeah. own wife constantly. Yeah. Like he's just gaslighting the shit out of her about this cheating thing. And he even says psychiatrists are understanding in the office as in I have to put up with dealing with other people's emotions all day at work. I'm not doing it here. I'm going to bury it right now. I'm just going to uh, spoiler alert. Otis is the biggest piece of shit in this movie. Oh, it's obvious right from the get go. Yeah. You're not really spoiling anything. No. You, there's no other character. This clip establishes him as the lowest as, piece of shit on this movie. As big of a piece of shit as Otis is. Yeah. And he just gets worse. You think, oh, wow, there's no way he can get any worse until he does. He just gets worse. The only depth to which Otis will not plunge is his wife's heart. Yes. He yes. does not care does not at care all about that. to plunge the depths of his wife's heart. He doesn't care about that at all. Ugh. Piece of shit all around. Piece of shit. Well, okay, we cut to this party they're going to. People be heard asking the hostess about her sister, about how her si- she's now taking care of her sister and they really want to meet her. And she says, well, she's just tired. And we hear like, oh no, she's too tired to meet with people. And she's just trying to get her rest. Somewhere in the background of this party is supposed to be the man, Robert Kerwin. Yeah. Who was in porn for a while, but also ended up in a lot. And I mean a lot of Italian cannibal films. Uh, One of which you've already seen for sure. Oh, nice. Yeah. That was last two weeks ago's movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Eaten Alive. Yeah, he was in Eaten Alive. Oh, okay. He was the one that was like slapping women left and right and being oh. a real jerk. Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That guy. Nice. Yeah. The other of which we're going to be covering very shortly, Cannibal Holocaust, the granddaddy of them all. Oh, yes. Yes. I can't wait for that one. Finally. Uh, Yeah. Can you? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Fuck it. What do I care? Uh, I'm dead inside by now. Uh, So as the party keeps going, Otis and his wife show up and, you know, Otis's wife isn't the nicest lady either, but when you're in an unhappy relationship with an unloving man, you're going to be pretty unhappy all the time. Otis. Yes. Matt knows this from personal experience. No, 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 no. Again, if I ever mistreated my wife like Otis does to his, I would be dead. I meant you're in an unhappy relationship because you're in love with a man who's uncaring. (laughs) Wait, who? That's the definition of this show, dude. (laughs) You? I don't love you. (laughs) Yes, you do. No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I think the lady doth protest too much. Listen, if I was going to love a man, it would be you, all right? There are plenty (laughs) other better men. Okay, name one better man than me for you to love. Aaron Rodgers. There you go. Is he bigger than me? Yes. I'm going to assume yes. (laughs) Oh, Boone. 
Oh, Jesus. Um, anyway, uh, Otis and Don go apart and start talking about Karen, uh, who is the sister, apparently. Don is tired of his wife, uh, Frances, always putting all her attention on Karen, always taking care of her, and also then refusing to get Karen help because he states his wife's afraid of putting her family's good name so they must be wealthy and uh, influential uh, through the ringer by having somebody visit a psychiatrist or going to the hospital. Um, Otis is just getting hammered drunk the entire time. And well, he comes charging into the party and he decorates the entire place with his bullshit. Well, okay. And hold on. No, because he does. Because he's, he's, he's like, I gotta get it. drunk like now. Yeah, yeah. I need as a soon drink. As he walks and... In. and so he goes away, like basically just announcing to everybody about how he's had such a rough time. He completely is dismissive in a misogynistic way about his wife by saying that she's on the rag or some shit like that. When he comes in and Don makes a crack about did somebody kill themselves? And because I mean, what the fuck? Why would you say that to a psychiatrist? Who's that's her job? Now, granted, Otis is a piece of shit. But uh, would you ever go to a psychiatrist who was running late and go, "Wow, what? Did somebody kill themselves?" I mean, holy fuck! No, you wouldn't. And so, Otis, don't he- you speak for me. <laughs> You don't know what I would do. Okay, well, then you shouldn't. <laughs> and when he goes, what is that? Supposed to be some kind of joke? And then his wife just goes, oh, he, you know, I can barely hear it, but she lays into Otis like, oh, settle down. And it was joke. And he doesn't know, you know, what you, what, what you working on. And it's like, all right, cool. I'm like, that's, that's a great way to start a party. And I just got into a fight. So we're going to go ahead. I'm going to go get drunk. I mean, Otis wants to get drunk because he's an asshole. Well, she's still seething because of the way that he treated her so the way that yeah. she's acting is a very passive aggressive way of trying to get back at him by embarrassing him and making a scene and just basically going all about it when she should really just be leaving the motherfucker yeah or cheating on him too yeah and one that, or the other but you can tell she is unfortunately she is one of these people who are in an unhealthy situation and instead of removing themselves from it want to look for a way to punish the other person as well so it's almost they want to compound each other's punishments to one another and some fucking weird game of one-upsmanship because she even says she's is that not how healthy relationships are supposed to operate that is especially not how healthy relationships are supposed to operate Mm. (laughs) so at one point because while don and otis are talking obviously francis and otis's wife are talking and she even says she goes well you know as soon as i find this mistress you know if i could just find out who the mistress is i can you know figure out what to do and her friend uh, and francis is like well no you know he, he wouldn't be that foolish and then that's what she says her thing well he's a man and that's what they do it's like well all right that's that's a great opinion to have of men she's also not wrong oh, oh not all men dude i mean are you wow are you gonna take that mra stance of uh, no all men no but i mean you can't have that kind of feeling though because she's you're not like, wrong about her specific man. oh no otis is a piece of shit right but she says he's a man and that's what they do when you have that kind of unhealthy in the time frame that this film took place it was usually considered okay for men to cheat and they would just basically get busted and then have to buy their wife a hat yeah or some (laughs) shit but in a fancy hat box oh yeah it has to be in a fancy hat i mean if you don't have in a fancy hat box what the fuck you gonna do but and that's true it is the 70s when men were a bit shittier before we were raised right back when men could get away with being more shitty yes yeah yeah so the things that she is stating here she is probably equating all men out of anger but in all reality what she's saying is the man that i fell in love with is cheating on me these are all clips 
Yeah. And because she was hurt by this specific man, because Otis is the one that is cheating on her, she is currently angry and is going to have to come to terms with that before she can move on to a healthier relationship. But here's so the thing. I don't think she men. wants to move on to a healthier relationship. I think she likes the fight. I'm not going to argue that point. Yeah. I'm just saying right. in, in, this, in this specific moment, and also I happen to think that she's suspecting something else and is why she's acting the way that she is towards the person she's talking to in this yes. moment. Yes, yes. Which is really fucking, you know, this is such a side story that really goes nothing, nowhere, goes nowhere yeah. that we're really into right now, but it goes nowhere. So there's one of my first criticisms of the movie. Yeah. This is actually an interesting little storyline, and I thought maybe this is what it was going to be about because you haven't the seen anything The opening of this yet. film is Days of Our Lives with porn. I'm kind yeah, of into it. I was too. I was like, can we get this like on a weekly, like every like day? Like, you know, I want to watch my stories. Netflix, we're talking to you. Yeah, Netflix. <laughs> get weird. <laughs> um. Anyway, at this point, they go back to Otis and Don, who are talking, and Don's like oh, asking Otis if he could talk to Francis and see and convince her to let a psychiatrist see Karen. At this point, Otis is shit hammered drunk, and like a moron goes, "Yeah, of course I want to talk to Francis," and goes on and on about how great fucking Francis is, and like how beautiful she is, and I'm like, "You fucking moron." <laughs> What's Francis's husband's name again? Don. Did you notice the look on the actor playing Don's yes. face during that? Oh, yeah, he knows. He plays it out really well. Uh, yeah. Oh, and he knows. I think he already knew. The weird thing is, is you get the feeling that he likes that, though. Well, he, Like, he's kind of okay with it in a way where he's like... He likes men lusting after her, but uh-huh. I don't think he's cool about a full affair, but I know this also. It's probably hard for him to leave the marriage because... She got all the money. All the money is hers, yeah. not his... And especially back in like the 70s, if it was a dude divorcing a rich wife, the court's going to give it all to the wife because you're like, nope, give it, give it all to her. You know, let her have it. It's all hers. And it was hers anyway. It's her fucking family's money. It's not his. So I also feel that Don is legitimately a good dude who's trying yeah. to take care of his wife. Yeah, I don't think I think Don's a, Don's one of the good characters in this movie. Yeah. He just wants to. He, he, the reason he's complaining to Otis is he's worried that is he's losing his wife to her character. Caring over the sister. Sister, yeah. who he also believes is not helping the sister, who he believes needs professional help. He almost feels like the sister is doing more damage, like Francis is doing more damage to Karen than good by allowing her to just wallow yeah. in her own misery. Exactly. And not actually like looking for a healthy outlet. She's basically uh, like enabling her into really disgusting degrees that is making her much worse. Yeah. So all of the concerns that he has, it's not like I want to get Karen out of my life so that I can have Francis all to myself. No, it's, it's not. That at all. It's like, I want Karen to be better yeah. so that Francis's life can be better and so that Karen and Francis can have a happy life together as sisters. Yeah. And that my wife and I can have a happy life together. I mean, so he really Don's is. has got it. his own money. Yeah, too. Don's so got his own life. He's got a money. good career. Yeah. So, yeah, it even makes him a better character because he really does just want his, like, his yeah. wife to be happy. We yes. would have discussed it when that popped up. We would have discussed it popped up, but I just now remembered it. We are I'm like, totally into the drama on this. We really are. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so then uh, we cut to Otis is stumbling around the party. He's already blitz drunk. He finds Francis and starts feeling her up in front of people. Uh, that would be sexually 
assaulting her in front of the whole party. Exactly. She uh, goes. But when and, you're a psychiatrist, they let you do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, you know, when you're famous, they let you do it. They let you do that. Yeah, you, know, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, that's sexual assault, regardless. Yeah. yeah. So they go to a different room. Looks like the kitchen, and Francis pretty much reads Otis the riot act, saying that both their spouses up there. She then says, "You know what the difference between a marriage and an affair is? And a marriage lasts forever, and affair ends." So she pretty much in that scene is ending they were having an affair and she's telling Otis it's over. She should have kneed him in the fucking balls and punched him in the fucking face in front of everybody in the party. Yes. And then whenever he confronted her about it later, then she should have dumped him in this scene. Exactly. I wanted to see her throttle him. Well, I mean, we're lucky to know things are going to happen to Otis, so. I know, but in this moment while I'm watching this film, yeah. I want Otis to take one to the berries. I just, I, I like it even more like this. I was fine with this because you look so pathetic just sitting there like a fucking horrible horror drunk with his stupid mustache his dumb fucking shit i don't care how i wish he, he would have broken a fucking He's... bottle and stabbed himself in the fucking face and fucking died i don't care how pathetic he looked and how fucking dressed down he got yeah he should have gotten physically altercated by the woman he sexually assaulted she should have cut his dick off clip <laughs> uh, also yes yeah <laughs> uh let's see here well now we cut to the end of the night and don and fran are at bed and talking and that is our next clip how long has this affair been going on can't be serious otis is one of my oldest friends aha uh -huh. you knew who i was talking about that proves it that proves nothing i think he just had a little too much to drink tonight that's all i think the party went very well don't you elliot seemed very taken with your ideas do you think you'll get the contract fran let's not talk about business you know i find it very stimulating that other men find you so attractive sometimes i forget just how beautiful you really are thank you kind sir fran you are a cock-stirring sight donald don't be disgusting disgusting do you find it disgusting that i find you so damned attractive come here wench let me make love to you all right Let's get it over with. Is that a way to talk to a husband who wants to cherish your body? Donald, I know you. You use sex when you're trying to avoid something. That's not very complimentary to either one of us. Not Otis. Running out of excuses for her. Our friends know she lives here. No one's allowed to see her. Fran, it's like having a monster hidden away in the attic. Really embarrassing. Well, isn't that too damn bad? Look, let's not fight about it. All I'm saying is that something has to be done. The girl isn't well. Well, what do you want me to do? Throw her out in the street? Have the state support her? I promised Father when he died that I would take care of her. Well, the best thing you can do for her is to get some professional help. Anyway, that's what Otis thinks. It's not my field, but I think it's beyond that. Oh, you think so, do you? And Otis thinks whatever he thinks. Who in the hell asked him? The girl probably needs to be hospitalized. Told you before, I'm not having anyone connected with the Compton family in a mental institution. Francis, Otis is an analyst. I think he's qualified. Try and be reasonable. I am totally reasonable. Erin is just tired. She's a rest. There's always been something She's getting worse every day. I think she needs a doctor. That's very melodramatic, Don. You don't want her here. You don't want her at the beach. Really, I don't know what you want from me. This is what I want. And begins the fucking. <laughs> yep. So they fuck. So that's nice. That's all you're going to do? That's, that's it? That's all you're going to describe? Well... <laughs> Yeah, I mean... So now I have to do this from memory? Stuff goes into other stuff in focus. Yes. 
<laughs> they do actually patch in. I almost thought about doing clips of sex because they patch in a lot of dialogue into the sex. Yeah. Because they're, in they're... this in this particular one, she's like, she even goes, well, she's not here right now, is she? And they start doing it. And she's like, well, it has it apparently had been a while for them. And they you both know. say how it had been such a long time. Yeah. They like he really talks about how much he missed her. And yeah, this is why I think that he's not necessarily OK with the fact that his wife's having an affair, but like almost it turns him on even more to know that she still is a sexual being, even though they haven't been together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's really bizarre. Like, he seems to have no qualms or no problem with her apparently having an affair. Because I don't know about you, but when I found out I was cheated on, I didn't want to immediately then have sex with the person cheated on me. Uh, some people again. do. It's apparently called hysterical bonding. Where they try to claim their property back or something? I, I, I don't know if it's that visceral. It might be, I don't want to lose, like, something, like, for everyone's that different. emotional connection? Yeah, for some people, you hear you get cheated on, you one part of your brain snaps, he goes, well, I'm done with you then. We're done. It's over. See you later. It was a nice time while it lasted. Don't ever call me gasoline again. Gasoline goes on the bed. Match goes onto the gasoline yeah, on the yeah, bed. Yeah, you know, let's burn this bridge and we're done with each other and we never have to see each other again. That's been my approach, but yeah. also involves a lead pipe to the person that slept with the significant other. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I'm just saying. Did you hit that on purpose? No, but that worked okay, out. I mean, well, that well. worked out really fucking yeah. well. That was really impressive. <laughs> uh, and then for some, and then for some, yes, there's another part of the brain that goes right to kind of a, a violent reaction. Kind of, like, I'm going to find out whoever you slept with. I'm gonna beat in the all shit fairness, out of my brain usually goes to a, a very violent, violent yeah. reaction. Now, and I have trouble with that one because now, if it was like somebody who you're friends with and they slept with your significant other, or this person specifically knows that they, that person significant other then I got a little bit of a problem but if it's just somebody who I don't know from Adam and they didn't even know that that person was with me then I can't blame them I can't get mad at them they didn't know they didn't do anything it's the person who I'm with Brando one night stand kind of thing yeah I'm you know they're also a lot harder to hunt down yeah (laughs) well and it's like they didn't do anything to me the person I'm in a relationship did something to me and so my best reaction is just to was always to say goodbye and walk away and then you know that's fair with fingers in the air that's fair but once the person knows it's lead pipe resolution oh i mean possibly i don't know that one was on purpose there you go i would just let it go and i just walk away from everyone but regardless which i have done regardless of my violent tendencies yes but then and then some other people do this thing called hysterical bonding where they feel this threat to their relationship and instead of pushing the person away bring them in closer and try to they try to put all the blame on themselves trap them with a pregnancy or something. No, not exactly that. They actually blame themselves for the person cheating. So they try to fix everything that they think they did wrong. Wow, and that's the perfect a ton of time person to fall in love with a like, narcissist who constantly cheats. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Those people can fall prey to a lot of shit. But usually hysterical bonding doesn't last. And then like the person who did the cheating thinks, wow, I got away scot-free and this, they love me more than ever. Typically a few months in from everything like studies I've read mm-hmm. that ends and then real fucking violent anger begins like really bad and beds burn but 
Yes. And then even more Carmilla so, Soprano style. More, like more, lots even, of crazy shit. Even more so lead piping uh, and usually onto whoever, you know, did the cheating. So not even going out finding the other person. It's, you know, on the their own significant other because they're like, because <laughs> then what happens is after the, like the bondings, kind of the hysterical bondings over, then that person's left feeling, fuck, I, I feel like a doormat now. And it ups their fucking anger and their embarrassment because they feel you know like a, a fucking doormat. This. Did you study this shit or how did you find out about this? I've look, looked into this a lot, actually. I've studied a lot about relationships in my life. For some reason, I'm just interested in that shit. Like, people's relationships with one another in different cultures, uh-huh. in our culture, yeah. and just how people fucking react to that kind of life. Anyway, um, through all of this, while they're making love and, and talking to one another and, you know, Rekindling having a good time. Their love for each other through sex. Yes, we are getting views of Karen, and she apparently is packing a bag. And This is why I couldn't get into this particular sex scene, because it, it was kind of fun and romantic and cool but they keep cutting away to karen yeah and who's, it, just, who's, it undercuts who overheard everything they've been saying so she must have in her head that she's going to leave because she's causing too much strife in the house if only family members would do that for right. real. Right. Uh, well, Karen does leave, and we see her walking on the beach. Uh, she actually drops her case into the ocean, and it just kind of gets swept away, and runs to what we find out is her family's actual beach house. But it's it's off-season, so like no one's down by the beach right now. And apparently no one has been to that beach house in ages. Yeah, yeah. But it is her family's beach house. And it's gorgeous. It is. It's an awesome beach house. Uh, no one's been there for ages. I have no idea, man. I'd go there all the time. It's an awesome house that just happens to be on a beach. Yes, there you go. Uh, Karen uh, turns on all the lights, and that's important later, and starts closing all the drapes. Uh, Fran then calls Otis, and that is our next clip. Hello, Otis Francis. Hi. If you've got a patient, you can call me back. I just called to thank you for the flowers. A bit old-fashioned, don't you think, but very nice. Listen, can you and Estelle come over for cocktails this afternoon, if you promise not to drink too much? Don and I have something we want to discuss with you. Hey, I'm sorry about the party last night. You forgive me? Otis, please, that's over and done with. Can't we be friends? If you really love me, you won't make this any more difficult than it already is. Please, Otis, Don and I need your help. It's about Karen. First of all, let's talk about Otis. You forgive me. I'm so sorry that I assaulted you. What do you, what do you say in that card? Sorry. Yeah, right. It's so, so sorry that Otis assaulted your ass. Sorry about that. But like, they don't make Hallmark cards for like, you know, no. regret for sexual assault, do they? <laughs> nope. Nope. There's no, there's no Hallmark cards for, you know. Sexual for, assault regrets. Forgiveness for somebody grabbing another person unwantingly. And, uh, well, anyway, yeah. So Otis is just a sad, pathetic excuse for a human being. So anyway. Anyway, uh, we cut back to Karen, and she is showering, but is having visions of a man in a mask trying to stab her. Uh, so she's weird strobo visions, yeah, too. yeah. And she stumbles about the house, looking like he's chasing her. And as she kind of crawls up the stairs, she turns around right in the kitchen, and a hand grabs her, and it scares her. Turns out, an, it's an electric worker, and he talks to her in our next clip. Hey, I'm sorry, Miss. I didn't mean to scare you. I'm sorry. All I'm doing is fixing the power lines down from last night's storm. I had to check if your electricity was back on. Your front door was wide open. It was? Yeah. So I just came on in. There's nothing to be afraid of. Why don't you just put on some clothes and we can talk for a while. I got a little time. I get paid by the hour. Must get mighty lonesome up here. Are you sure you're all right, lady? You got any food? 
I bet you don't. If you like, I'll send over the mainland. Haven't sent some over for you. I know it's none of my business, but I'm a little bit worried about you out here all by yourself. <laughs> my name's Larry. How are you going to live without food? Unless you don't live here. Maybe uh, you just got tired walking down the beach and you're crashing here. Okay. And it's none of my business either. But you don't have to be afraid. I'm not going to hurt you. <laughs> Look at you. You're shivering. You must be ice cold. You want to put my hat on? You know, you're 10% warmer with a hat on. I know because I work emergency year-round. Winter storms, summer storms, heat storms. Hey, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take that wood over there. I'm going to build you a beautiful fire. Yes. Well, well, the little lady speaks to me. Come sit down where it's going to be warm. Talk a little bit more. I won't bite you. You can tell me your name. Huh. Huh. You think you need that knife to protect yourself? Okay. Just don't cut yourself. Want to help me build a fire? Chop some wood with that big knife. Hmm? Karen. What? What's that? Karen? My name's Karen. Well, see, we're really getting someplace. Karen. Very pretty name. You know? So we came in here right now and we get completely the wrong idea. Little Karen, nothing wrong but a bathrobe. Big strong man. Well, I could be a murderer or a rapist or your secret lover or anything. <laughs> but I'm not. You know, I got this crazy idea that I'm not uh, a man alone in a deserted house on an empty island with a beautiful woman. I'm just your big brother. And I'm protecting my poor sister. <laughs> this is really a weird one. Nothing to fear from Larry the Lech. Wait till the guys hear this. Well, it will be warm. Yeah. You know, in about two minutes, you're going to be as warm as a cat. Well, it's cozy, isn't it? It's a little weird, but it's cozy. You know, when I was a kid, my family used to take me to the beach house. It was a beach shack, not a house. I would stay there. Oh, hey, Karen, what is this? I'm your big brother, remember? I've never taken advantage of a lady in distress, and I'm not going to start now. What's wrong, Larry? Don't I appeal to you? Certainly a big stud like you could be afraid of a little girl like me. I don't know what's going on here, but I know I don't like it. First you're hot, and then you're cold, and then you're ten years old, and now you're an old whore. Well, I think you're nuts. So what if I am? I'm still a woman. Why don't you give it to me, Larry? I'll show you how. I love how he tries to soothe her by telling her all the horrible things that he could be, but he isn't. Yeah. Flirting in the 70s was fucking weird. Is he flirting? Because all the different stuff that he's saying just makes me think that he's like making excuses to stay in there and not do any actual work that day. Maybe. Maybe he wasn't thinking of doing anything with her. He's like, if I play my cards right, I can just hang out here and not have to do any work today. Right. And then all he has to do is just be like, look at this lady. She's fucking obviously crazy. She yeah. wouldn't let me leave. She needed help. I was afraid for my life she had a knife thank god you were here yeah she made me build her a fire well anyway uh he doesn't do any of that instead it cuts to some finger blasting so yeah yeah uh, yeah he he uh, she, she gets really hot all of a sudden when she shifts which should yeah. let you know that you need to get out of there yeah she when it's that hardcore of a personality clicks there and and plus she gave some crazy eyes there that they even focused on i mean i understand i know why he did it <laughs> for the finger blasting part like i get it yeah you know because crazy's really good in bed. I mean, but not crazy that already had a knife. Oh, 
We, we all have our little quirks, man. <laughs> <laughs> on the chair that she's sitting on, she stands up and she grabs the back mat. She grabs the, like the both back the of the mats. seat and then she grabs the bottom cushion for the Lays seat. Lays them down so she can lay down on them. Right. And then she basically grabs his hand and puts them where she wants them to go as she's laying down, yeah, right? Yeah. So he finger blasts her uh, pretty uh, effectively. It as goes well. on for a really long time. Yeah. She's double clicking the mouse and then he double clicks the mouse while he's using his hand. Yep. And I love how everything is overly lubed in all of these shots. You yes. can really tell. Yes. Everything's very lubed. They want to make sure that their actors and actresses are very comfortable. Yes. They got to be comfortable. Yeah, because, you know, they're going to be there for a while yes. filming the same motion, so you want to make sure that it slides in and out very easily. During the finger blasting, we cut to actually the four others talking at uh, Don and Francis's place. Which is about, ruining the moment for yeah. all of us that are trying to enjoy it. Yeah, man. I mean, they really cut in and out of the good stuff a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, unfortunately, uh, she gets done, and it seems, you know, she has an orgasm, and it seems like she's her brain reverts back to the other part, but the electric guy thinks it's his turn and even though she says no and he, she fights he rapes her yeah he and, straight up no, he rapes straight her. up rapes her yeah and this is the point where everything that happens to him he deserves yes because yes. this is fucking awful yes i do not want to see a rape scene with hardcore actual penetration in it like this movie it's did. fucked up man this was it leaves you cold this was disgusting yes and it took a long time for the movie to come back from this for me yes and i was not into this at all while he's doing it uh it, here's she picks up like an ice pick, doesn't it? No, it was the is knife. That, that she is had. that the same knife? The same that knife image, that, that image, like the way they shot it, yeah. made it look like it was like a, a cylinder almost instead of a blade. It was right. just weird. It was the but same anyway, knife. The same knife. Yeah. Okay. Well, while the, after he, he 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 busts a nut, she stabs him in the back, kind of at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And she puts it in the kidney. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it almost it, to uh, borrow a line from uh, Basic Instinct. Looks like he got off before he got off. <laughs> That was in Basic Instinct. Yeah, the very first scene where they're the, all the cops are together investigating the death scene of the bed, the guy, and, and they, they do the, the UV stays, light. Yeah. They shows all the cup stains because oh, it looks like he got off before he got off. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so actually, she kills him, and uh, he deserved all that shit. So see you later, electric guy. You're fucking dead. The dumbest thing he could have possibly done is sexually assault a woman that still had a knife within reach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and you can tell she must have multiple personalities because one wanted that and then after she orgasmed it, she reverted back to the other personality that she was when he first met her. I don't know if it's supposed to be that she has multiple personalities or if she's just um, mercurial in her nature. Yeah. Like whatever it is with her mental illness like it's shifting back and forth and she may be like jumping back and forth to like a childhood version of herself or, or something along those lines. Could be. But she's definitely dissociative of some sort. She's in dissociative hey, states through this listen, whole film. this is one of those times I, I, I'm surprised you haven't brought it up yet but she had a very overprotective father who instructed his other daughter to look after her after he was gone and she's a girl who can revert back to a 10 year old self earlier part of herself and who's scared of big men coming to get her yes I'm surprised you did like I was I, I was waiting for you to say I it I didn't have to allude to all of this horrible shit because we saw a full penetrative sex uh, rape scene I just I wanted you to I didn't have to find darker than this I just wanted you to say it because for once it was like I completely agree with you Usually we fight about that because I think you're adding that because you want that to be in the movie. I don't want it to be in the movie. I just like a darker twist to yeah, the yeah. actions. That well, are this happening. time I agree with you. I would say that more than likely, if she does in fact have DID, the yeah. dissociative identity disorder, which it does seem that she may have, I just am not an expert to actually say 100%. Yeah. 
because we never actually see them take on different names or completely different personalities. This is true. And that may just be a limitation of the actress herself. Yeah. But I would say that what they are hinting at and given the material that Roberta Finlay has already worked with, yes, more than likely she's nuts as shit now because her father raped her as a child and that's why she reverts back and forth between these states. And that state that is like into that, it more than likely is the sexual assault her father did was finger blasting. Yes. More than likely. Yes. Yes. Oh, see, so I totally agree with you. Yeah. Well, you brought that out of me to say it, but I didn't really want to talk about it because the fucking rape scene that we just went through in the movie was bad enough. Yeah. And I didn't want to think about that. I know. But now I am. Good. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. This must be what it's like to be you in this situation. It fucking exactly is, asshole. <laughs> this movie's dark. It's fucking way dark, yeah. It takes a long time for it to come back from this. I don't know if it does come back from it. Anyway, Otis then talks to the group of other people in our... Our next clip. Well, offhand, from all I know about the case, I'd say there's probably nothing seriously wrong with her. Sounds a little removed. Personally, I find that refreshingly unpretentious. The Dr. Varel method of double talk. But if you insist, I could recommend a really top man in the field. Could you call him for us tomorrow? Now, wait a minute. I haven't agreed to this yet. Well, what are you waiting for? It can't hurt, Cameron, and it might help her. And as for the good Compton name... Will be kept so quiet that the doctor himself won't even know who she is. Well, I guess I have no choice. What do you think, Otis? Do you think it's a good idea? Well, that's hard to say without further observation. She probably needs a little rest, you know, common nerves. God help the mentally ill. Well, I need another drink. Looks like rain. I think we better go in. I also didn't want to think about or talk about DID because I think that's really overused and I think it's just kind of lazy writing. Yeah. But it wasn't used as much in this era as it has been Exactly. You know, like by the time the 80s hit, it was like the plot line to like every fucking murder mystery Uh ever. Yeah. The murder is hiding within your brain. But I think the way they use it here is a lot better, kind of, because they don't really go right out and talk about it. They just kind of hint at it a little bit. So it works a little bit more for me. And we're back to Otis being a complete dipshit where he's like, oh, she's a woman. So clearly her brain just doesn't work and there's no reason to try and fix it. Yeah, right. The most misogynistic fucking psychiatrist I've ever seen Mm -hmm. in a film. Anyway, so now a weird lady comes up to Karen's door and she starts knocking on it, complaining about how they have lights on in the middle of the afternoon. Right after she murders her rapist. Yes. Yes. And there's a energy crisis going on. This lady's really mad about the fucking lights and she's just nosy. I think this is supposed to be a comic relief character. Yeah. Kind of like the Keystone cops that are in uh, Last House on the Left. Probably. But this causes Karen to reclothe Electric Dude and then drag his body outside and kind of just throw it underneath the house for the time being. Yeah, because it's a beach house, the bottom half of it is probably all on stilts and then there's like one of those skirt things around to try and keep animals and bums and things from getting in there. So she drags him underneath there. She puts him in there somewhere. And the other lady leaves uh, when no one answers the door. Uh, Thankfully because my god in, is she in. Yes. And really in, between, in between all this uh, while Karen is more hiding, hiding the body even more, we have a group singing at the piano from the other people. Because they're all drunk even yeah. though they said they weren't going to get drunk. Yeah, they all got they drunk. got drunk in the middle of the day. But it was still just a weird, weird scene. Karen hops back into the shower and then we feel like I think she snaps to that other place again because then she starts feeling touching herself while reliving the whole experience with the electric guy. The finger blasting part of it. Yeah. The personality or whatever part of her that is doing this now is the personality that wanted to have the guy finger her. Yes. So we get a pretty long masturbation scene to this one. That's a thank you movie. Yeah. That that actually have bad. This scene actually brought me back. Oh, is this the one that brought you back? Where I was like, holy shit. Like, I was like, I don't want to be enjoying this right now after what I just saw. That camera gets in there, man. 
Yeah. That camera gets in there. I found it erotic and disturbing at the same time. I was terrified of her, and yet I was really turned on by her. Yeah. Which is exactly where I like to live, so well, this is why the movie did it for me in this point. This woman is severely disturbed. This sequence where she's like really, really pleasuring herself, and then it flashes back to the stuff that she was actually enjoying. But like, I was having a hard time enjoying this because the entire time in my head, I'm like, this is a woman that's mentally ill, and you're watching her masturbate. Yeah, yeah. Right? Clip. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, wait a minute, movie. What are you trying to do to me? And then part of me is like, just enjoy the actress and the work she's doing. This is what you're supposed to be that's enjoying. Where anyway. to, that's where you have to have that, uh, that ability Compartmentalize to... Compartmentalize. Yeah, yeah. Say, okay, let's... Movie aside, now let's cut straight the... Because that's all make-believe. Let's cut straight this actress and what she's doing. Well, here's the really funny thing, though, right? Uh, when she lays completely down on the shower floor and, like, really gets into it and then the camera really goes in and the water's all over her, uh-huh. at that point, in my brain, I went, I hope that shower floor is clean because there's a lot of germs in there. For me, it went to a family guy joke. Oh, really? Where Stewie and Brian were talking about some guys because they're talking, I think, about Chris and Stewie goes, you know, I walked in on Chris in the shower once. He lays on his back in there. <laughs> Is that weird, Brian? <laughs> just, for some reason, I just remember because I cracked up at that. I laughed for a solid 10 minutes because he goes, Is that weird, Brian? <laughs> and Brian goes, yeah, that's pretty weird. But I was just like, you know, you always used to have to wear like shoes and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah, especially showers. in a box. Well, yeah. And I know that this especially is like if it's her, not yours. Yeah. Well, it's like her family's house. But at the time, it didn't click to me that this was actually her family's house. Yeah. So you're like, and, and I was like, well, how long has that been just sitting there and what kind of bacteria could build up? And I'm like, what are you getting on you slash in you at this moment? Ugh. And the whole time. And then I'm like, well, what about the actual actress? Like, where is the shower? What Did they clean it first? And like all these thoughts started going through my head. I'm going to give and you. I stopped enjoying it again. Really? I'm going to think of this. The actual actress, like the scene. I'm willing to bet that wasn't a real shower. It was something built up and they're pouring buckets of water into like the shower head to make it look like it was an actual shower. Okay. That's what I'm willing to bet. I think it was an actual if, shower. And if, if that was the case, more props to the actress because you know they didn't give her warm water. That water was fucking cold as shit. <laughs> she had to act like she was enjoying it. Yeah, but either way, this sequence outside of everything that had just happened and all the shit that we were talking about, if you can etch a sketch the fact that it is a mentally ill woman that you're watching pleasure herself to the memory of a man she just murdered, it's yeah. actually pretty hot. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, now we cut to she, uh, Karen is in bed in a nice piece of like lingerie kind of nightgown thing, and the weird lady comes back. Uh, she knocks on the door, and this time Karen answers it. She comes in there, and the lady is just just fucking annoying and fucking nosy and, and stealing shit left and right. Yeah, invites herself into the fucking house, goes uh-huh. upstairs. Um, yeah, starts opening up the drapes, saying, talking about you know energy conservation, steals light bulbs out of the fucking lamp, puts it in her bag constantly, like every fucking light bulb. Dumps her shoe out of sand on the table and then says, "Wow, you're pretty messy, aren't you?" Because there's sand on the table that, that came from her there. fucking shoe. Yeah, this is all supposed to be her being comic relief but yeah. she's just really irritating and you just want to beat her to death. Well, anyway, then, the whole time I'm waiting for yeah, Karen to murder her. And that's what, exactly what happens. Karen snaps, starts coming on to her. The lady says she has to go. Karen Karen gets rapey about it. Yes. And really some of the rapey. lines that she's saying, if we're going to talk about how she possibly was molested slash raped by her own father, yes. some of the lines that she says to the woman when she's coming on to her uh-huh. sound like the kind of things that he would have said exactly. to his own daughter. Yeah. Which makes it even more fucking disturbing uh-huh. when that happens. Well, Karen gets the lady outside and gets a, she 
has those like kind of handkerchiefs around her neck, you know, that yeah, women she used had to like wear. a bunch of scarves and stuff scarves. like that covering up her face. Well, and she had more around her neck. She grabs it around her neck and pretty much, yeah, well, not pretty much. She does choke her out and kills her by strangulation. She even dies in the most annoying way possible. Yes. That character. And then Karen just kind of lets her fall off the side of the balcony and starts laughing hysterically. And that was the one time where I joined Crazy Karen and laughing hysterically because that older lady deserved to die. I didn't laugh hysterically, Matt. Oh, didn't you? I grinned maniacally. <laughs> so for some reason, I I to I, I have this thought that we're watching the movie at the same time in two separate locations. Uh-huh. And while Karen's laughing maniacally, I have like a Joker laugh going and you're just sitting there grinning like the Cheshire cat. <laughs> well, occasionally I will put my hands together in the evil pyramid thing. Uh, excellent. excellent. <laughs> <laughs> and all the while I'm sitting there laughing hysterically. Yeah, we're fucked up. Uh, <laughs> that character was so annoying. I don't care. I yeah. wanted her to die in the most horrible way possible. Same here. Same here. By the middle of me watching, I'm like, I hope, like, when she died of strangulation, I'm like, I think that was too easy. I really wouldn't care to get really medieval on her. It's just like, you cut know her why to I'm pieces. okay with the strangulation? It shut her the fuck up. That's also true. All right. That's true. Because, yeah, if let's say, like, she just tried to gut her, that lady would probably be yelling about, oh my God, intestines are on your floor. You're so messy. <laughs> Clip. Clip. Don and Fran uh, have a convo about Don's career in our next clip. Hey, did I do something right? No, I did. Prescott has decided to move the complex to London, and we signed the contracts today. Now, what do you think of your husband? They've asked me to come out almost immediately so I could start the preliminary plan. So I guess we'll be leaving as soon as we can close out the apartment. Just think of it. Hyde Park, the pubs, the Queen of England. You know, Francis, I think I've always wanted to live abroad. Hey, love, what's the matter? You seem to have lost your enthusiasm. What about Karen? Well, what about her? Did you make an appointment for her yet? No. Well, now's the perfect time to make that decision once and for all. Either commit her to an institution or let her take care of herself. She's old enough. How can you be so cruel? You know I'll never leave here without Karen. Francis, please be reasonable. We can't take Karen with us. Now, if you don't go with me, I'm going to have to turn down the job. You know I can't let you do that. All right, I'll call her. I'll make an appointment. I'm not leaving here without knowing she's being taken care of. That's my reasonable girl. I only hope it's not too late. Why should it be too late? Strange. Where would she be at this time of night? Well then, uh, as there's no answer there, we cut to a little bit of a bath scene for Don and Fran, where Fran gives Don a a, a bit of a beach. There is no rope being pushed in this film at all. No, 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 no. They have a very playful scene here, and more comment, or more talking on top of it, more lines where she's like, "Has it, you know, has it been bad for so long?" You know, yeah, where they're kind of making up, and yeah, and he goes, "Well, I just," he knows, he says, "I just missed you." So, uh, yeah, they they have a. they have some uh, fun in there, dude. She gives a nice little, nice, nice little beach to the old Donner party over there. That was a huge sequence too. Like it went on for a very long time. Yeah, she's man. Shifting positions all the while, just orally and, compensating him. And a nice little hot bath there, man. That must have been really relaxing for old Don. I'm sure he would have let one slip, and you could have seen the bubbles come up. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that, man. Chicks get pissed. <laughs> Anyone would. <laughs> Right? <laughs> if you're in the bath with someone, that's still inappropriate just, and fucking rude. Shove, if you're getting oral shove, in the bath shove, and you do that, that's like significantly more inappropriate shove, and rude. Shove a cork up there, man. Jesus, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> but the sequence actually goes on for quite a while and like mm-hmm. she's really working Don really, really well and I'm yeah. I'm actually kind of getting into that, that too. That, uh, yeah. that, that brought me back. This scene brought me back. Oh. Yeah. This wasn't too bad. I don't know. There's just something about watching a crazy person diddle themselves. Hey, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just guess I enjoy that clip. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what what good gains I already had from that sequence that I was enjoying until I, until I started thinking about all the other stuff. Yeah. While this was happening in the tub, my only disappointment was like, why isn't she like mounting him if he's that far above the water? Right. And then I was also like, that's what I was waiting for. I was also like, man, giving a BJ in a bathtub is like a real danger for drowning. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they all kept it above water length, so they're fine. I mean, <laughs> you know, you can just get, don't go bleed below sea level. You're going to be all right. And that dude was super furry. So there's a lot of hair floating around in the water all over his body. <laughs> that that dude was the epitome of the 70s right there. Yeah. yeah. He had a habit trail that looked like a freshly mowed lawn. Yeah, this movie is definitely like got 70s porn written all over it. That dude had a beard. It was totally hairy. The other dude has a big mustache. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's all just there. So we see, we now cut to Karen sitting on the deck. Um, and she's just kind of looking about onto the ocean. Cut back uh, to Fran. Concerned. She has nothing been able to contact Karen for two days. Then we cut to, we see Karen again, and she's apparently hearing voices uh, in her mind. And uh, they are not friendly voices. And some of which uh, we actually get to hear too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's very, fa- it, I could barely tell what they were saying. No, I, it, I didn't go back and I didn't turn on but the subtitles. We, yes, you like can't that. hear it. Yeah. It's her face. She looks very distraught yeah. and you can hear voices. Right. So yeah, we hear them too. So you know she's hearing them. Uh-huh. Uh, then we cut to a young couple. Uh, they're out on a boning excur- excursion for the day and they decide to, well, they find a nice little place and they decide it's time to bone, man. Oh, we need to talk about that particular actress because it's something that uh, Robert did point out whenever I posted that I was watching the uh-huh. movie. Her name is Clea, C-L-E-A, Carson. Now, apparently she's not been very big in notable roles or anything like that, but there is definitely something about her, and I responded whenever he point- pointed out that she was in some brief roles in films like Water Power, which is apparently a very infamous... Uh, Enema-based pornographic oh, film? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I've heard no, of that. That's not, that sort of thing isn't my bag, baby. <laughs> she was Jamie Gillis's neighbor in that, and then she was also in Captain Lust. Those are two different films that he pointed out that she was in. Yeah. And my response to him was, she certainly stood out in this film because I was captivated the entire time she was on screen, and not just when she was naked. Oh, look at you. Yeah. You're progressive. No, I think she just was kind of my type. Oh uh, well, yeah. There, there's that too. Yeah. And their sex scene is certainly the pretty much the only sex scene in the movie you can really enjoy yeah they're they're a couple they're together uh they're a young couple you know their whole lives ahead of them quote unquote they're engaged to be married all that kind of stuff so they're enjoying themselves every act is consensual yes everything they're looking for a day of excitement and fun with each other and good on that ginger for having that pencil dick too yeah good on you big guy you're right not just like a number two but like you know like pencil yeah (laughs) you know what you're doing just fine. Everyone's doing fine in the scene. Everyone's having fun. You know, you work that ten spike, pal. You let, you <laughs> let that go. You you let that comic pencil from you get at one of those like right. uh, uh, variety stores or shit like that. Yeah. You use that to the best of your ability. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he may not have had some girth, but he definitely had some length. He had some length. Not yeah. a lot of girth, yeah, but some length. <laughs> Enough to make you go, good for you. You'll make some girl happy someday. And that girl has happened to be the one that was, at uh, first, you could tell, at first, First, she was pulling the bird out, the worm, yeah, the bird yeah. pulling 
the worm. Uh, yeah, at uh, first it was it was uh, it was a catch a worm situation there. Yes, but it quickly developed into a full stock. Yes, yes, it, it quickly turned into a, a comic style pencil. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean that's what it was. It was yeah. not a normal pencil. It was one of those comic ones, like you know you 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 do a big day down at the fair. You get a lot of tick. You get like you spend eighty five fucking dollars to get like a billion tickets, and you get a comic sized pencil. <laughs> it looked like a normal girthy penis only stretched out <laughs> like silly <Clip>. putty <laughs> silly cock like you could like you could put it on like the garfield comics it would come out there's the garfield comics imprinted on it <laughs> i just pictured that <laughs> and what's really funny is i actually remembered what he looked like so <laughs> i saw the newsprint going on i got one better i got the actual garfield strip in mind that i just saw <laughs> Oh, that's so wrong. Fucking Garfield hates Mondays. But anyway, this sex scene between the two of them was actually quite enjoyable. Yes. This was the thing that I was talking about where it definitely came back for me for sure was this sex scene. Yeah. This was literally the only sex scene in the film that you could actually feel okay with watching emotionally. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And it was really well done. Oh, very well done. And very romantic. Yes. Everything that you want in a pornographic film you had here in this moment. Exactly. Uh, Minus the spanking and the the choking. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, for you. Uh, okay, everything that a normal person would want. Well, who's, what's normal comic. anymore? You Fair can't enough. really say that. <laughs> everything. How about just say it was a loving, kind, pornographic scene. That didn't feature a corpse. That's right. Or violence of any sort. Damn. <laughs> uh, anyway, they get done and they're sitting on the boat and she's like, hey, I wanted my picnic. And he goes, all right, hold on. Let me. He's like, I got I to gotta get my energy back is what he was saying. <laughs> it's like. He should be asking for the picnic because he's the one that's in need of a sandwich. Yeah, he needs a sandwich. Stat, maybe a Gatorade. Uh, I don't know if Gatorade was a thing then. <laughs> Something. It's a thing. Thank you. Thank you, David. I think it might have been developed by this time. Yeah. But it might have been just for athletes. So they find uh, a spot on the beach to have their picnic, and uh, he wants to get a little rowdy. And she's like, not out in the middle of the open, people around. So he goes, well, let's use one of these also, houses. Also, no one wants sand in their vagina. Yeah, well, no one. Well, we don't know that. Don't kink shame people. <laughs> you can't talk in absolutes anymore. <laughs> I know. That's the weird thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> because you most, you don't know. Most There's people that one don't person. want yeah. sand in their vagina. But you're right. There you go. Most people don't want sand in their cracks and crevices. <laughs> <laughs> don't know. It's probably a clip. I, I don't know. Um, Either way, it's true. Yes. So he says, well, let's use one of the houses that are around because they're always empty this time of year. Like deserted. So B&E s- and some fucking sex. Yeah. This guy's awesome. This, this guy's doing. This. You work that comically sized pencil. Yeah, it's, You work that comic pencil. You give it to her with the uh, extra eraser. Um, <laughs> Karen has the crazy eyes again and grabs a fire poker. Uh, she's also in the house, of course. Um, she took one look at the bulge in that guy's pants yeah. and had to get a weapon that was equivalent. Yes, right. Look, it's comically sized, just like you. <laughs> uh, the uh, the two have sex again. So you know what? Well done on your recovery there, sir. She actually gets a reciprocation yeah. of the oral sex in this Yes, scene. and I was like, oh my god, this guy is maybe one of the best guys in the film because he's the only guy who goes down on a girl, really, except for except for fucking Otis Will, but I don't count it. Yeah, that doesn't count. That doesn't Otis count. Otis is a piece of shit regardless. Yeah, he's way too much of a piece of shit. But yeah, he goes down on his girlfriend and, and then gets it going again. And for a few instances, the actor loses 
loses what he was supposed to be doing, and the, instead of performing oral sex like you should for a film, he does where it. you can see everything, he actually like starts doing it like you should be doing it. Yeah, where like his mouth envelops the areas, uh-huh. and like he's really working it. Yeah, and I'm like, you go, dude, you go. And then he goes back to like almost like the director yelled at him because you yeah. see his eyes go up, and then he goes back and he's like, oh yeah, he's like, dude, come on, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I know I got to show everything. Oh, sorry about that. I saw everything. Yes, you did. Um, uh, they have sex. Uh, he finishes again. Um, in fact, they show the same cum shot like four times in the cuts. Did you notice something specifically different about this one than the other cum shots you've seen in the film? Uh, I noticed that he shot a lot farther. <laughs> Do you know why that might have been? That this one was shot first? Oh? No, I don't know. If you were to go back and look, uh-huh. I noticed this. Again, having it upscaled on my 4K TV uh-huh. with the Blu-ray player and everything. Um, <laughs> they had a special effects tube that ran along the length of his... Ah, um, I did not even see yeah, that. Of his jumbo pencil, like comic jumbo pencil penis. Probably because instead of, oh, we're gonna you're going to do two sex scenes and there'll be a two separate days, they're like, nope, try to get going again in about another hour. Well, and also when they reliably needed it, sometimes they would yeah. do it before just so they could, you know, yeah. have the, sh- the shot. But anyway, there was a there was like a straw-looking type of tube, a clear tube. Oh, I didn't even and see it. And it was like right there in his hand, and it ran along the side of it, and you could actually see it just peeking out from underneath, and it was actually shooting out of the tube, but they framed it in such a way that like for one or two of the shots, it was fine, and then two or three of them, when they did it again, you could actually see the tube even more. Yeah. And you could actually see some of the fluids shooting out. Well, anyway, while he does this, uh, <laughs> Karen comes in and starts hacking them both with the fire poker. She bashes them in both yeah. in the head, she does right? not. Yeah, she does not poke them. She bashes them. Not just the head, but body shots too, but yeah, mainly the head. She does a cranial bash to the woman and then to the man, and then yep. she goes overkill on the bodies, yeah. Yeah, right. Which is really sad, because I really wanted these two to make it. Me too. And not just sex-wise. I wanted them to have like a happy life together. Yeah, but mainly the sex. At least they came before they went. That's right. Uh, again, they which got off a, before they got off. Which is a much better version than what's in <laughs> fucking basic instinct. very much better yeah i like they came before they went much more it's cl- it's much more clever it's just, it's just classy but then again many things are much more clever than the script for basic instinct <laughs> right the script for basic instinct was just like sharon stone's vagina the end flip yeah probably uh <laughs> And I, I'm quite proud of that one. Um, uh, Karen then answers a phone call. And the phone call was actually asking her about if the worker had been seen around that area as he is missing. Did she, she actually get the phone call or yes. was this her hallucination? No, she answered it. And she goes, yep, he was here and he helped with uh, talk to ask me about a few uh, uh, questions about the power and if I still had it. And then he left. And so <laughs> raped the shit out of me and then he got murdered and now he's gone. Yeah, pretty much. That's somehow a clip. I'm not using that. Okay. Do you want to hear that every week? Kinda. <laughs> I see it in your eyes. I mean, it's you saying it, so kinda. I don't want anybody else to have to say that, but you, kinda. Wow. Uh, hey, hey, hey. You help create this monster, all right? Don't get all mad when he gets let loose. You were always like this. Yeah, that's true, too. I should have never gave you a platform. <laughs> That's that's also 100% on you. Uh, <laughs> you just had those sad puppy dog eyes when you knew a podcast was happening without you. I know, I did. I was really mad about it, too. <laughs> uh, not mad. It was sad. It was definitely you were hurt. more sad. You I, were was hurt. Hurt. I was hurt. I was hurt. Yep. Tears. <laughs> tears right out of my butthole. Oh, tears are good lube. My mm-hmm. asshole actually sweat. <laughs> 
Booty juice, booty juice, gotta have it. All right, so anyway, uh, Fran wants to go check on Karen, but Don thinks that Don asks Otis's wife to see if he will go check on her instead. So Otis, of course, agrees and finds Karen on the beach. He tries to reach out to her, telling her that she can trust him, which is bullshit. He won't hurt her, which is bullshit. bullshit. And that he wants to help her, which is bullshit. bullshit. So anyway, they head back inside, and Karen does eventually ask Otis for help, says she was too scared to talk to him before, and says she's not crazy, but just depressed. It sounds like someone left her. Like she had maybe a, somebody she was with who left her. Yeah, her father who yeah, died. pretty much. And says she's just been depressed and tired. Probably, yes, since his passing. So or then, at least this part of her that is talking feels that way and thinks it's okay. Yeah. And then Otis, being a fucking flying dick, says uh, that... Also breaking not only the Hippocratic Oath, but yeah. the law, because he's supposed to be there as a psychiatrist. Yes. And you ain't supposed to fuck but your he, patients. But he, he even talks his way out of that, but he, he sits next to her, gives her a kiss, and then says, you know, if I was your psychiatrist, I, you know, if I was your doctor, I couldn't do this and still call myself a psychiatrist. Well, you still fucking shouldn't, asshole, because you're a fucking dick. So, and then... Yeah, he's a piece of shit. He is a big piece of shit. And then he says, uh, uh, Otis says he believes all she needs is a man by her side, not a doctor. And they begin to have sex. And there's not much to say other than he's just, he's a scumbag. Uh, There's some really good doggy style if you're into that. And you can sketch aside the fact that she's insane and that Otis is a piece of shit. If you just go for the actual movie aspect, like these two actors doing something and not, you know, their characters. If you were the type of person... Person that fast forwards to the story yes. to the porn you'll enjoy the scene it's yeah. gonna be not bad yeah yeah uh so they uh have some post coital talk and that is our final clip i can't understand why francis was so upset she were on earth she got the idea she got the idea that you were in such desperate trouble you know sometimes our relatives create problems where they don't exist because of their own inadequacies seem perfectly normal to me in fact better than normal well i can't sit around here all day i better get back to francis and report that her sister is perfectly sane you know i never had a better day in my life i'm gonna take a shower why don't you fix us some coffee huh karen please please now i have to leave i'm sorry estelle's waiting dinner and i, I have a mountain of paperwork I'm very flattered, but you'll be all right. Look, look if, you don't, if you don't want to stay, pack your bag and, and come back with me. Francis would love to see you. I'm a, please, please. No, Karen. Oh, please. Please, now, Karen. Look, it's not the end of the world. I'll see you back in the city. Now, be a good girl. Make some coffee. Oh, please. I can't go. Please stay with me. Karen, please. no. No, please. Okay, number one, you're the worst psychiatrist the world has ever seen. Number two, you're one of the worst people the world has ever seen. You fucking incredible narcissistic piece of shit. Yeah, he is really terrible at being a psychologist, psychiatrist. How can you, how can you just walk away from a woman having a nervous breakdown right in front of you? And go, well, you seem perfectly normal he to me. He did not go there to treat her. He went uh, there to fuck her. Yes. He got exactly what he wanted. Yeah. He is such a horrible human being. He is a, he is a giant piece of he shit. He could be president someday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Well, not now, but he could have. We're, we're totally into electing pieces of shit to be our president now. <laughs> Apparently that's a thing. It's a thing. I know. It's sad. Thank you, David. Um, Karen, uh, well, then he's taking a shower and he keeps saying he got soap in his eyes and he's asking Karen to give him a towel. Well, she grabs and pulls a wiring from one of the lamps that's apparently supposed to be a live wire out from the lamp. And is The able- reason you didn't see a light is because the dumb bitch that she strangled is the yeah. one that took all the bulbs. And she takes it 
and hands it to him while he's in the shower, killing Otis. So, fuck you. Bye. That's not how electricity works. I know it's not, but in the movie it is, and he's dead now. So I'm just going to look at the bright <laughs> I side I mean, he would have gotten shocked, but yeah. the, he was holding both leads. Yeah. He should have just gotten one of them and then the ground through the pipe. I guess the ground through the pipe would have worked, but it would have just went through his hand and burnt the shit out of his hand. Hey, Court. Yeah. It's a porno. Just calm down. I know. All I'm saying is... <laughs> Even if he does get electrocuted, that is too gentle a death for someone like him. Oh, yes. Yeah, he should have died way more painfully. The way the guy died in Miss Aggie is how he should have died. No, I want to see him get his dick chopped off like in... Uh, Eaten Alive? No, no, no. Well, yeah, that does happen in Eaten Alive. Yeah. I Spit on Your Grave, where it's oh, chopped yeah. midway through him thinking he's going to, like, you know... Yes. Pop. Yeah. And then he's just left to bleed out begging for his life. That would be much better. Locked in the bathroom. Yes. That would have been awesome. That would have been great. That makes me want to go back and watch I Spit on Your Grave again. Do you know they came out with a sequel to I Spit on Your Grave? Yes, and there's also a remake with three, with two sequels, so yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like the actual original actress came back. Yes. And had like a daughter and everything, apparently. Yes. Holy sh- Did you watch it? Not yet. Okay. I just didn't know. I saw like a preview for it like through like YouTube videos and I thought it was a couple of years old. And I was like, holy shit. If it pops up anywhere that I don't have to pay for it, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Uh. So anyway, uh, Fran comes for a visit to check on Karen, and Karen seems to be in some sort of trance. Um, she wants to take her back, but can't find any of her clothes or anything. So then... It's all in the ocean. Yeah, she tells Karen that she'll just uh, take her back now. Then makes Karen freak out about how she's going to try to take her away from her friends. She runs away and runs out of the house and underneath it to our electrical guy. Um, and starts fucking spooning his corpse. Yeah, Fran follows and Incidentally, I'm back into it. Yeah. Fran sees uh, this and turns around, runs inside the house, finds Otis and our other victims. Uh, at this point, she tries to get on the phone to call the cops. As she's trying to call the police, we see Karen walking into the ocean. Roll credits. All right. Now, there is actually two different versions of this film. Oh, okay. There's an R-rated version that had all of the pornographic elements cut out. Yes. I actually watched both versions last night. Oh, did you? I skimmed through the R-rated version just to be able to compare the differences, because obviously it was going to be just porn removed, but the story was going to be the same. That's what I assumed anyway, and that's exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, The sex scenes that you do see happen with a sheet over top of the couples. Ah, there you go. So a lot of the dialogue that happens during the sex scene happen like with uh, the main couple of Don and... Francis? Is that his wife's name? Does that sound right? Francis? Yes. Yeah, uh, Don and Francis. Yeah, yes. so the dialogue that they have during sex, they have with a sheet over top of them. The please hold me talk that happens at the beginning of the film with that sex scene. Yeah. The sheet that is interacted where you see her like holding the sheet, but yeah. then it's down. Uh-huh. So they shot that. She pulled the sheet up, delivered the line, dropped the sheet so you could see things. Uh, but that's why she was always fussing and pulling yeah. on the sheet during the actual sex scene in this. Yeah. So they went back and forth with that, Um, but that was cut very short and obviously all the cum shots are removed yes clip um the sex on the boat is severely truncated um most of the female nudity is truncated as well um like Uh, almost completely there's still some boob shots but like mostly it's sex underneath the sheet yeah so that they could get the r passed of course i'm i'm assuming yeah um 
um, or without too much attempt. Um, the rape scene still happens. The finger blasting thing still happens, but it's not graphic. You don't you don't see like any penetration. See, yeah, yeah, insertion. And the finger blasting thing doesn't go on nearly as long as what it does. Yeah. Um, but they kind of cut judiciously around that, um, and it's very shortened, but it's heavily how, implied. How long is the movie than the R-rated one? Um, the R-rated version is like actually two minutes longer. How? The way that they accomplished that. The sex scene with Otis and her is truncated as well. Um, the masturbation in the shower happens, but is also truncated and you don't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see anything. Yeah. Uh, so that's basically it. And the way that they stretch it out is her running into the ocean. Yes. When she sacrifices herself uh, or commits suicide by running into the ocean is what we're assuming. Uh-huh. When that happens, it's actually a little bit longer of a sequence. Oh, uh, okay. The finding of the bodies is a little bit longer. Some of the shots for the murdering happens a little bit longer and everything like that. All the house sex of the two couple with the, the picnicking couple, yeah. um, they're in bed with a sheet as well. So that's basically the big difference is most of the sex that happens happens with a sheet and everybody's covered and no bathtub blowjob, anything like that. that gotcha. That's all removed, that kind of stuff. But the story itself remains intact. So if you are a person who is um, adamantly against hor- hardcore pornography, the R-rated version may be more for you. There you go. Especially if you're intrigued by the story. Yeah. If you're a nerd, there you go. It's for you. Wow, that's very hateful. I know. I'm just kidding around. Maybe some folks just don't want to watch hardcore pornography. And I get that. I'm just joking around. Jesus Christ. Settle down. <laughs> Fuck, man. But that those are the big differences. Get I off the soapbox over there. No. Yeah. I'm comfortable. <laughs> yeah. I've got a lounge chair up yeah. here. We, we're all well aware how comfortable you get on top of your soapbox. Says the grandstandingest motherfucker in this room. <laughs> I don't know, man. We can fight for that title. But uh, overall, I actually really did like the film. It is unbelievably fucking dark and nihilistic, and that's not the sort of thing very. I want in a skin film. I was very interested in the, this movie's story, and I thought I was already going to be interested. I thought it was going to just be couples in trouble and shit like that. The and drama like, is really well yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. at the very beginning, and then I realized we have a mentally ill person, and then that story changed. And while I was kind of bummed out, this story still something that can resonate to this day about mental illness, a family willing to hide it um, and not tackle it head on because there's such a stigma attached to it. That's still around to this day. Infidelity, narcissistic assholes with white hair, groping women in parties without their permission. Yeah. yeah. I mean, All things that still happen to this day. In, in a sense, it makes me sad because nothing's changed since 1970 fucking seven. The difference is, Matt, people get more outraged and blast you on Twitter for it. Oh. You're put on blast but no, and you get no. canceled, your culture gets canceled canceled and that's but, it yeah but no actual repercussions ever happen you don't ever go to jail for yeah, it no no not no. until like 30 some odd years on down the line and you can't hide the allegations anymore yeah and then you you know die basically conveniently yeah so yeah i'm hollow i'm empty me too time for the news yeah so i have news let's do it <laughs> all right we're gonna take a little break here I'm gonna play a promo for another podcast we'll have a little bit of music befitting of a woman's torment i don't like saying that <laughs> I, know, I know right well that's the name of the fucking movie yeah, so and, get used to it when we come back We will have some PSYOP news. What the hell is this, the wonderful Billy Flynn? Just some podcast that's supposed to be geeky. Podcasting's Rich Sigfrid. Did you try it? I'm not going to try it. You try it. Screw that noise. I'm not going to try it. Hey, Flynnstress, let's get Mikey. Do you mean critically acclaimed comedy rock star Mikey Mason, who hosts the Beer Power Time Machine podcast? Yeah. But he won't listen. He hates everything. I'm critically acclaimed comedy rock star Mikey Mason. I don't often listen to podcasts, but when I do, make mine Geek Radio Daily. Hey, hey, hey man, that, that's a different promo. Between love and madness lies Geek Radio Daily. 
That's kind of accurate. There are some things money can't buy. GRD is free online. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Geek Radio Daily. Eh, we'll take it. Geek Radio Daily. All the geek without the weight. GeekRadioDaily.com sub songs that I really can remember actually liking is Killing With Kindness and it fits really well because she does have sex with and then murders a lot of people. Yeah, I was sad she didn't join in for like a threesome with the other couple and then kill them. Ooh, yeah, that would have been very, very... I really really feel like they dropped the ball there. (laughs) Not enough three ways in this world of porn that we've covered so far Yeah, really, not enough group stuff. (laughs) You know where I'm hoping we'll find some group stuff though, Matt? Oh, God. Because I already know the story I'm doing. You're not getting... Well, do you know where I want to find some group stuff, Matt? Maybe some PSYOP news? Give me some PSYOP news! This comes from our boy Mystique. That's Ken. Our boy Ken. Ken. Our boy Ken. Yeah. Well, Mystique too. That's well, he's Mystique in the group, but yeah. he's our boy Ken. Our boy Ken. Who also does all of our uh, public service yes. announcement stuff where he's Sarah McLaughlin. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Exactly. Which she hasn't done in like forever. We got to get him back on for that. Yeah, we really do. All right. So anyway, this article from Newsweek, Florida man arrested after botched home castration on man he met via dark web eunuch finish site. Shut up. Are you talking about penis? Yes, I am. <laughs> Ken's also a drop, by the way. Safe sex with a dead thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah. A 74-year-old Florida man was arrested on Monday following a botched castration attempt on an individual he met via a dark web fetish site, police say. It's going to yeah. cost you some serious cock. <laughs> According to jail inmate records, Gary Van Wisk of Sebring was detained by officers from the Highlands County Sheriff's Office on Monday and charged with practicing medicine without a license, resulting in bodily injury, a second-degree felony. Don't threaten to cut off my cock for $60. (laughs) 
God damn, we have a lot of this shit that works with this story. Uh, Keep going, I got more. Uh, uh, deputies arrived at the man's Orday Road residence. Old shortly, cops are bumbling dummies. Shortly before midnight Sunday after a 911 hang-up call. The door was answered by Van Risk, uh, who told them he had castrated a man 53. My dick and balls are worth a lot more than $60. The man was found on a bed in the home, bleeding heavily from the groin. Your silicone penis butt is out of control. Oh, and by the way, Ken is another drop still. Corpse fucking. Close by, a pink container contained his testicles, deputy said. Drop the humongous ball. The room had been set up like a surgical center, complete with medical equipment and painkillers. A camera had also been set up to record the procedure, but it was not immediately clear if it was filming. I have the most confused direction right now. Van Wiss admitted he met the victim, who he who has not been named, on a website on the dark website dedicated to eunuch fetishism. Wait, 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 wait. It's a thing. Unfortunately, it is. Yeah, I guess. I'm taking another I'm dick. I'm sorry. Is uh, what he told the cops when they showed up. I'm it's, taking another dick. I'm sorry. Newsweek is giving my phone cancer. <laughs> my gum has a cure for cancer. But Jesus, not phone cancer. Not phone cancer. All right. Van Wiss told the man that he had previously conducted castrations on animals and had removed one of his own testicles back in 2012. I'm taking another dick. The, Hi- told him. the Highlands County Sheriff's Office said in a release posted to Facebook yesterday. Old cops are bumbling dummies. That's what they said on Facebook? Yeah. The botched procedure starts on Sunday at a roughly 10 p.m. However, the home patient started to bleed heavily, resulting in difficulty in closing the wound, the, the Tampa Bay Times counts. reported. And there's a lot of weighing around. Van Wiss- I hate a toddler. Jesus. <laughs> Van Wiss told the police he had attempted the same procedure on a man a week prior, but it was delayed. He claimed to have castrated a man a few years ago in a motel that had similar results, but was not Botox reported in my scrotum <laughs> to law enforcement at the time, deputies noted. According to BuzzFeed, the initial procedure had to be pushed back a week because the man had ejaculated while Van Rissick attempted to sanitize his penis. Your cum will probably taste better. <laughs> Scott Dressel, the sheriff's office public information officer told the media outlet, holy fuck Florida, can you just fucking stop? End quote. Just the loving three-way with a corpse? Fuck, that's what I would say if I was like finally a Florida official would be like, can you all just fucking stop it already? It reminds me of that meme that we see where it's uh, taken from the Babadook, yeah. where the mother is in the back like screaming, but they put an American flag over her, yeah, yeah, or whatever it is, where it's like uh, America minus Florida, and uh-huh. then they have like the Florida part of the map in the back is the little kid just screaming. Yes, yes. Like, why can't you be normal? Why can't you be normal? Uh, according, uh, or uh, so anyway, uh, what he actually said, he told the mini outlet that he was unsure if the patient's testicles had been reattached when he reached the hospital where he remains in stable condition. Hey, bro, I can't get it up. Uh, To quote, uh, they say they don't know if he would even want them to be reattached. Van Risky Bond was sent at $250,000 and jail inmate records uh, posted online by the sheriff's office confirmed this. You can't pay your bail? Well, I could probably fix that for a blowy. He's in jail. Yeah, right. The more so, you describe what's happening here, the wait, more wait. queasy I'm starting to get. Yeah, real quick, a quote. Hang-up calls are pretty routine, and deputies respond to many of them per shift, but most of them don't make the cut when it comes to being memorable. This one will definitely hang around in the memory for a while, says the Florida Sheriff's Office. So Old cops are bumbling dummies. And that's, that. would you let that man castrate you? That's the picture. That's his picture. I wouldn't let anyone, regardless of how they look. That's not the sort of thing that I'm into. This is not the sickness with which I am down. <laughs> Well played. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's fucked up. That is so fucked up. The fact that there's a website devoted to this on the uh, dark web, that, yeah. like, people get together to like castrate each other because they're they're they fetishize eunuchs. That's fucked up, man. Yeah. Like that's a level of like disturb I can't get into. This is not the sickness with which I am down. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's the internet. Everything's there. Yeah, but like people really want this and they're doing physical harms to themselves and each other. Yeah. I mean, yikes. That dude could have died because of his fetish. He could have died because of his fetish. Yeah. And I know what that feels like. Respect. <laughs> he was really willing to go there, you know? God damn. I'm just like. He really, I, he really went for it. He had a dream and he went after it. Always looking for Wang. To cut off. Isn't that the American dream right there? <laughs> well, if you're going to blame that, then we're not going to sit here and listen to like badmouth the United States of America. <laughs> and if castrating somebody who wants to be castrated is wrong, then isn't the whole foundation of our freedoms in this country? Well, I'll let you say whatever you want about castrations, but I won't let you badmouth the United States of America. Court, let's play ourselves out of here. I think that's a clip. <laughs> Either way, I'm fucking done for the night. Yeah, that's, yeah, I'm I, done. that's it. I'm done. We're going to take our final break here. We're going to play the final promo and have a little bit more music befitting of A Woman's Torment. And when we come back, we will close out this really weird castration. It's, fucked, it's a fucked up show, fucked man. Fucked up show. It's a real fucked up show. It's so fucked up. Way fucked up. <laughs> if you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.
the resurrects with kill. You, I think that fits really well. What? You get that get that photo downloaded to your phone there for your... Yeah, I did, I did a screenshot of it. You yeah, just watched me do it. Yeah, for the lonely times. <laughs> uh, it's not for the lonely times. I mean, it's, it's the, wife's, the wife's still on vacation, right? <laughs> yeah, so our boy Mike posted a, uh, a meme that says, when the relationship is dead, but you all fucking in the Facebook group. And Matt caught me saving that to my phone. <laughs> and he and thinks it's, it's a pornographic it's two, thing. It's two zombies fucking one another, doggy style. Well, they're not really zombies. They're just corpses that were, uh, they're supposed to be corpses that are posed that way. All right. Well, still, I'm just saying. So it's sexy to me. So what? I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I'm saying it's, you, you're the lonely times right now. I can't believe that I'm thinking about anything sexual for the fucking story you just read. I know, right? Just wept. But anyway, if you would like to find out more stuff about the weird proclivities that I'm into, you can find us on our landing page, legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. There's also our Facebook group where our boy Mike posted that photo, which should have probably gotten him banned on Facebook in some way, shape, or form, but y'all motherfuckers in that group are cool, so keep yeah. that up. We love you guys. Yeah, thank you so much for that. Our Facebook group where you can post your alternative photography, which is heavily featuring Matt tonight. Most of those I haven't been tagged in, so I didn't get to see. Yeah. Matt got to see all of them. All of them. I saw everything. This is true. You can find me on Facebook, Court Psyops. You can find Matt on Facebook. He is Matt Psyop. You can email feedback to Matt, psyopmatt at gmail.com. I don't know. Insert some witty shit that I should be saying here. Yeah, there you go. Email feedback to court, cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com. Give him some witty shit to be able to say because he's running out of stuff to close out the shows. Bracket, more witty, more witty banter and bracket. <laughs> Insert witty bracket here. <laughs> you can twit a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the hate-filled shit fest that is Twitter. I'm at court underscore psyop and he is at psyop Matt. You know, I don't know, find something witty there and give it to yeah, us. Yeah, you know. slide into our DMs if you want. With something witty. Yeah. Or boobs. Or boobs. Mostly just boobs. If they're witty boobs, that would even be better. Right, like with glasses and stuff? Yeah. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe giving us a sarcastic look. We're available on Instagram, and by we, I mean me, because I'm the one that runs that. Yes. Cinema underscore psyops. We also have a flick chat group, code cinema psyops, all underscore. Someone still hasn't joined yet. Who's that? You. Oh, <laughs> true. I mean, you do so much else with this show. So much work, Matt. So hard for you to spend any any time on any social media whatsoever. I totally understand. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Court. That means a lot, man. That really means a lot. Thank you. Thank you. I'm starting to think like you didn't actually mean that. Not at all. Wow. You're getting really good. <laughs> I thought you actually were conveying a real human emotion there. That was supposed to be sarcasm, but apparently I failed miserably at that. Yeah, you, you didn't hit that one out of the park, man. I felt you were being sincere. Either that or you're so dense and self-involved that you just immediately assumed that all good things were good things. I'm sorry. I was miles away. What are we doing? <laughs> we're closing out the show. Oh! For those of you that aren't lazy pieces of shit like my co-host, kick the fuck out of this weekend. Make it your bitch.
Do you ever go to a psychiatrist who was running late and go, wow, what, did somebody kill themselves? I mean, holy fuck, no, you wouldn't. And so Otis... Don't he- you speak for me. <laughs> you don't know what I would do. Okay, well, then you shouldn't. <laughs> Just because I shouldn't doesn't mean I won't. <laughs> you spent so long wondering if you could, you never stop to think if you should. <laughs> Most of me knows that I shouldn't. Life, uh, uh. Finds a way. Finds a way. Court, uh, finds a way. Court. To. Uh, be a prick. Court in his inappropriateness uh, uh, finds a way. way. <laughs> Alright, enough outtakes. Yeah, yeah, right. Is they, that not how healthy relationships are supposed to operate? That now? is especially not how healthy relationships are supposed to operate. Mm. <laughs> oh my god, it's like I just showed Court the wheel for the first time. <laughs> no, I'm just having flashbacks of my, my childhood, that's all. <laughs> you okay over there? No, I'm fine. You alright? Yeah, the Zoloft is working miracles. Awesome. Uh, People are going to think I'm actually on Zoloft. I, I know, man. wish. Man, they don't pay us enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now, if Zoloft wants to sponsor the show, we'll take Zoloft all day long. I don't even care. Uh, Put it in a Pez dispenser. Right? These streaming services need to make a fucking give us show. Give us softcore. It can be softcore. It we can don't be softcore. Hardcore. I don't need to yeah. see it hardcore, but at least have decent actors who can convey emotion and give us a weekly episodic episode. Like, Give us a weekly soap opera with sex in it like yeah. this. This would be awesome. I would. It would be great. I'd be totally into this. That's a money maker. Yeah. You make it a little spooky like a like a Dark Shadows and I'm really yeah, yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really into it. Why? Who says you, there only has to be one? You can have one which is like a normal soap opera then have one with the dark undertones like a Dark Shadows that's a little creepy. I did one too. What? Three. You want three? Yeah. What, it, what would be the third one then? So now we have the kind of like the creepy one. Uh-huh. A normal one. What's the third one? Star Trek based. Oh, you motherfucker. Get out of my brain <laughs> right holy shit yeah yes <laughs> yes 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 <laughs> like the cd outpost and uh-huh. like like how they're like yeah yeah uh-huh. yeah yeah, yeah. Well, like a deep space nine with porn oh <laughs> oh and they have and, to, and more interpersonal dramas yeah. instead of the wormhole they have to protect the glory hole yes yes all of this all of this is you <laughs> fuck man Netflix, we just put it for you on a fucking platter, and we're not even asking for Patent anything. Pending. Patent, Patent pending. Okay. Well, Patent yeah, pending. Fuck you. Now we're asking for stuff. Patent pending. Patent pending on all of this. <laughs> fuck you, Netflix. Let's get back to this movie that's spawning all of these brilliant ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much, listening supporter Robert. Thank you. Yes, this is great. <laughs> I've never actually had that problem, so that that's it. And lucky enough that I've never had that. So, I mean, I've had people cheat on me, but I've been the one, I'm in the other category in which I just go, oh, okay, you cheated on me, and then I pack up and I leave and I never talk to them again. Like, I've had so many people, like, I've dropped so many people, like, there was a girlfriend who I knew for, like, three years before we started dating and we were really pretty close friends. Then we dated. She cheated on me. She told me about it. And I said, cool. And I ended a three-year friendship. And I never looked back. And she was like, wait, are you you saying we're not even going to be friends anymore? And I go, that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm not going to be your fucking friend. Get the fuck out. And so, I never talked to her again. So, that was that type of person. I just, if, if it got too real and too serious, I'd cut a person out of my life and just leave. <laughs> I wish you would have just stopped without cut a person. <laughs> I'm like your email, right? 
You are now. You are now. But it's... I just like to dig a six by six. Yeah, so maybe he's by into six. some hysterical Bondi, too. Like, well, shit. Six by four by six. Six by four. <laughs> six foot long. Yeah. Four foot wide. Yeah. Six foot deep. Yeah, there you go. Six, four, six. Mm-hmm. There you go. I like to dig a, dig a hole of our I like to do. I like to do six, four, two because I'm tired by that last part. I can't dig six feet deep, so I usually get about two and just throw them in there and then just run. You wouldn't be a very good serial killer. No, I would not be. <laughs> right, let's get back to the movie. All right. I looked away trying to keep you from realizing that I could clip that. Yeah, yeah. And I also stopped myself because I realized that I <laughs> yeah, should yeah. clip that. Because yeah. anytime you say, I'm sorry that I yeah. assaulted you, but yeah, you yeah. modify it yeah, yeah. with the word sexual, <laughs> which if I was really mean to myself, I would flip that around, but I might as well just say it if I'm going to do that. Yeah. I think you did kind of just say it. <laughs> you said of. it earlier before I went on to say what no, I, I said. I you stopped said it. assaulted. Oh, did you? I just okay. said assaulted. <laughs> Still could be a clip? Uh, probably. Yeah. I'm just not going to say me. <laughs> God damn it. Pronouns, pal. <laughs> I loved when you didn't realize the pronoun trouble you were creating. <laughs> yeah. The clips are dying because of this. <laughs> well, you Why got... won't you bury yourself, Max? <laughs> Why don't you bury yourself? I do. <laughs> well, well, I mean, not literally. <laughs> don't kink shame me. I'm not. <laughs> just telling you, you need a spotter. <laughs> So Otis is just a sad, pathetic excuse for a human being. And uh, does he remind you of anybody? I mean, in power? Yeah. Right now? Yeah. Like he remind like I for some reason think the Cheeto has this conversation with his wife at least every other week, and has had that conversation with everybody. But, but I just don't think he ever sees his wife unless it's a Not actual. Now. No. He probably doesn't even remember which one he's actually married to. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably that's why he keeps going to try to grab his daughter's ass. Possibly. <laughs> I think he would do that. Anyway. Probably. Anyway. Definitely, allegedly. Yeah. Because they're all drunk, even though yeah. they said they weren't going to get drunk. Yeah, they all got they drunk. They got drunk in the middle of the day. But it was still just a weird, weird scene. Reminds me of that time that I went on vacation with you guys. Oh, yeah? Which time? Each time. All right. Every time. There you just go. drunk for no reason other than to be drunk. <sighs> Fuck, man. You're painting me a great picture, man. I like that. <laughs> I mean, it's accurate. I don't know how great it is. It's pretty fucking great. It's detailed. It's really fucking great. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just from this side of the table. It's pretty fucking great. <laughs> I know you think that you are Boone, but you are Bluto, man. No, I know. I, did, did I tell you what I'm afraid I am? I am Bluto. I know. <laughs> and it's still pretty fucking great. <laughs> Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Uh, well, I would argue it's the only way to go through life. <laughs> without, for you. without being a manic depressive constantly. Fair enough. <laughs> The amount of hair that you could notice floating on the water just from, like, his chest and sides during this sequence. Like, I was looking at that in the high definition. I'm watching this on, like, my 4K TV, and it's upscaled, and I'm like, why am I doing this to myself, Matt? <laughs> like, I could, like, I could sit there and start counting each individual hair coming off of just certain areas of that guy's body on his chest and stuff. And I was noticing all of that detail, and I'm like, fuck, this print is really good. And I'm like, I don't want to tell this story on the air. But you know what? I'm burying myself that I noticed that because it's a good story to tell on the air. <laughs> I should be enjoying the blowjob scene, but I'm just sitting there like, Jesus, look at all that hair. <laughs> we started the show how many years ago now? Um, it's been five now. Five this is our years. Fifth year, yeah. Five years ago? Yeah. I didn't think that line would ever come out of your mouth on a movie we just watched. Oh, I knew it would eventually. If you told me five years ago we were probably going to be reviewing porn... I did tell you. Five years ago. I told you at the start of the show we would eventually get to porn. (laughs) 
I, did, I thought you were joking. <laughs> what about me makes you think I would joke about anything I say? I don't know, man. Sometimes you've been known to spin a yarn or two. <laughs> yes, I like to make jokes and shit, but when I tell you when I, we're going to do something about the show or yeah. something needs to be done about the show or something pertaining to the show is going to happen, yeah. I'm not joking. Well, okay, I thought maybe porn was the one joke. I don't know how, but I think that's a clip. It's definitely a clip. <laughs> <I think> I, <laughs> Let's go back to the review. Okay, hold on. <laughs> My fucking head I almost puked. Well, I'll tell you what, you may have been in a shit mood when you started. Yeah, I feel a lot better right now. All right, good. Oh, fuck, that's great. And that's why we still do this show. That's fucking A right. All right. Anyway, um, it's a fucked up show, man. Fucked up show. It's a real fucked up show. This is so fucked up. Way fucked up. I need a nap. Yeah. <laughs> well, just be careful who you fall asleep around. Don't fall asleep around people from Florida because... Ever. They, they, Ever. They, they, they might have a, a, a eunuch fetish and then you're fucking done. Yeah. <laughs>